This is On Brand, a podcast where we discuss the ideas and antics of one Russell Brand. I'm Al Worth, and each week I go through an episode of Brand Show with my co-host, Lauren B. That's me! I'm Lauren B. And I'm the host that has no idea what we are about to listen to, but I know that it probably isn't great. Yep, it is most likely going to be bad, which is why we do the good thing before the bad thing. So Lauren, what is your good thing this week? Tamales! Ha 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 ha! I've still never had one. I've still never had one. I'm so sorry, but also (laughs) fucking too bad. Uh, Yeah. yeah, So I try to do like a twice yearly giant tamale making that's never enough because they're delicious. So we eat them all immediately like little. I get it. Pigs. I get it. Um, I would love to. I mean, I have friends that have, you know, like, oh, yeah, my mom makes 30 pounds of tamales every fall. And I was like, that's impressive. I can't do that. But, uh, you know, having a full fridge would be great. Some Mm -hmm. some freezer I'm also cool with. Um, and <laughs> it initially went very bad because I made my own vegetable stock for the, the, the filling stuff. And was it full um, of rats? No, I managed to keep no. the rats out of this one. Um, good job. No, but I think I burnt the, oh. uh, yeah, vegetable stock. Cause I'm a crazy oh. person. I had to make my own, but then I burnt it. And so I made my first batch of like 30 tamales that were like really bitter and gross had to throw them Uh, away no that bad that bad that's why i just haven't even brought it up to you because we've been talking about this off air because i'm very excited about this and also i did research the ability to mail them i was excited i was like oh it's winter i can probably mail some (laughs) overseas because we may or may not have been joking (laughs) about the cold air freight yeah i mean well but they're gonna be in inside buildings sometimes so i could make True. you very sick which is a which is a drag i'm very annoyed but i'm also not going to pack them in dry ice because come on you could i think that I mean, we should just find you a place where you can get tamales because I mean, they're not that hard to like i i do you know i've never seen them in this country not once and and also i mean patrons if you don't mind some of your funds going on dry ice for me to eat a tamale <laughs> then no uh, I am 100% down with that. Uh, but it's up to you guys. You, know, you, 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 you tell us. You tell us because I will do it. Um. <laughs> or if you're in the UK and you're like, yes, there is a tamale place and it's somewhere. Yeah, like, equally, yeah. yeah the, the much easier option is if someone knows where to find or how to make tamales in this country. Because yeah. um, I fucking love Mexican food. That is my favorite cuisine. If I had to pick one, it would be that one. Um, well, and it also so, works with my dietary restriction situation. So, like, right. I'm, I'm, yes, and I also love fucking Mexican food, and we're mm-hmm. a little spoiled um, where we're at. But I agree, you are. It's spoiled. still kind of hard because, like, tamales are they mostly only make them with meat around here, yeah. and yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. and they're all they always run out at like three p.m. because everybody wants them and they're delicious. So yeah. I'm, I'm fucking psyched that like I worked it out, fixed the issue. Sorted out the problem, and they're like, pre- I mean, we just make ourselves sick, like <laughs> eating all the tamales. So, what's your good thing? My good thing this week is algorithms. And do, do you know what? I, I 
I know it sounds it sounds abstract because because generally speaking, algorithms are something I detest, um, especially. Um, but in this case, uh, specifically Spotify algorithms, um, I've, I've, I've been. Oh, I've been, have your daily yeah. mixes been working your pussy out this week? That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know how That's else to way. express That's... it. I'm sorry. I've, I've never heard that one. I like it. Um, my <laughs> pussy has been worked out this week, uh, but but yeah, they, well, they do like the, this this relatively new kind of thing where they'll, they'll they'll refresh like a mix like every like I don't know six hours or something, and we'll give you like, oh, a new so it's thing. More than just like the three daily mix. Yeah, yeah, thing. and 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 I I like to confuse the algorithms with music at the best of times because I listen to things all across the board yeah. um i'll go from fucking jazz to classical to hip-hop to the extremist of metals um and uh but but the kind of the last couple of weeks like uh or the last week certainly i i had a couple of days where i where i spent time listening mostly to um your righteous gemstones bangers playlist um because what a playlist it's and, actually, and it's like we it's our it's, it's been so our go to at this point for years. It's so good and and it's in it it's linked in an off brand somewhere. If someone wants the link, it's it's somewhere I'll around it. I'm gonna make a note so I don't forget right now. If, if I remember, I'll put speaking. it in the sh in the yeah, show yeah, notes. Yeah. We'll figure um, it but, out. But but yeah, righteous gemstones bangers. Search for it on Spotify. You'll probably be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, of yeah. a playlist. Uh, I've been listening to a, to a lot of that and then a lot of like rockabilly and outlaw country. And and so like I've been having playlists that have been like a a, a combination of like Sam and Dave and Volbeat uh, and, and you know shit shit like that. I'm just like, oh, this is a great day. I'm I'm getting like I don't know funk and attitude and like all kinds of all kinds of great stuff. And they'll be like, ah, then Little Richard, then Johnny Cash. I'm like, oh, uh -huh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, and there's it is like great. There's some fucking hilarious, very like. I mean, yeah, there's some hilarious like outlaw country dudes that are that have made it to the playlist. And and uh, to yeah. explain the righteous gemstones bangers playlist, it th there's no like soundtrack that you can look up and just like listen to. It's like music from the show yep. each season, and it's mostly like the instrumental stuff or whatever that they. Which they also, I mean, the sound design is absolutely great. Well, but it's gonna be that, yeah. I yeah. am a total like I'm you know anytime I hear I'm like I haven't heard that song before which like I don't get stumped yeah. a lot you yeah, know yeah. like listening to most things so like or you know like most like regular old TV shows mm -hmm. I, you know like I I, I I but man especially on the first season and a little bit on the second and the same thing happened mm. with Eastbound and Down like. They can stump. I'm like, oh, I've never heard this before, and see, I see, I for, scurry up to my to my um my TV and I hold my Shazam yeah, on my phone say, yeah, right yeah, next I, to the TV so I make sure to do it. <laughs> I get very I, I, excited. Th that's that's how I know a music supervisor's done a good job is is if I have to Shazam it that that I'm like good going if if, yeah. I, if I if I'm if I'm into it enough to look it up and I already don't know it. Then you've done a fucking good job. Yeah, that's, that's... I've thrown some on there too that just like have either been recommended or like aren't that great. I'll clean yeah. it up a little bit. I that think. that that fucking little Richard one with Quincy Jones, um, your money, 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 money. money, money, money. money. Holy shit! So the funkiest good. song in the universe, and it's Little Richard. So like the attitude. there's a lot of oh! funk. 
I feel like Fatback Band is very funky. That that yeah. that yum yum. Give me some that like <laughs> watch you watch you watch you. Yeah, it sounds like Shaft. The Shaft soundtrack. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah, a yeah. lot of really good ones on. Very oh, like so silly, good. dumb, so, so very fun. Good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. It's yep. right. But anyway, we yeah, should be so, moving so, on from it. It's a little we weird. should, we, but but it's so good. Um, oh, I mean, just yeah, listening to it, like it's it's gotten so much play. Like we're still mm. we're still living for it. Yeah, still no, living I'm, for it. Like uh, th- this is why I'm happy with the algorithm because it's giving me things that are. Um, oh, and I was listening to the Blues Brothers soundtrack as well, which obviously combines oh, well with those kind of Sam things. And Dave, you know? Hello, yes, uh-huh. yeah, exa- exactly, uh-huh. right. Uh-huh. And, and so yeah, um, so and so I'm, I'm getting all these recommendations that are quality adjacent to all of out. those things. Oh, spot absolutely. On. Yeah. Also, very yes. very happy. If you would like more funk, soul, and garage, and fuzz, and prog in your algorithm on Spotify, I can help. I'm oh, yeah. here for you. <laughs> Check out some of the off-brand episodes. We do a music is nice segment every now and then, and we need to do another one, actually. It's been a little while. And also, I need um, to clean up some of the playlists that I'm just like, I'm I'm working a lot. I'm in a hurry, and I'm like, I'll just throw a whole album on there. Whatever. <laughs> or like, oh, I, I'm curious about this album, and I just like throw it in the playlist. Like that's not a playlist anymore. That's just Lauren being. Well, I do, I don't know if 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 you if you get a collection of specific albums, and then it's a playlist where you're supposed to put it on shuffle. That could work. That could work. I've got a couple of those. I'd like to pretend I was being that responsible. But, <laughs> but I just no, let shit just, just album kind of... after album after album. <laughs> Um, leaving I mean, leaving laundry in the washing machine till you can get I mean, to it. You just <laughs> uh, sometimes you have to buy like mold and mildew killer. Yeah, like sometimes uh, you just yeah. need to run the washing yep. machine again instead of mm-hmm. letting it sit there. And I may have let him sit a little bit, but I'm happy to do that. That sounds like a fun thing. I'm yeah, and I think there's yeah. two more good ones that I found. But mm, okay. okay, but the sound okay. design is really good, and they got to do a lot yes. of like. You know, since what they're doing is very specific to this type of like show, which actually Mm. that. okay, One thing, the playlist and because we like Righteous Gemstone so much has gotten actual like big megachurch stuff in our feeds like on. That's funny. That is funny. Instagram. And it's upsetting. I mean, (laughs) Mike sends me some stuff that he can find that's like, oh, no, this is Uh. a person who because it it seems like a joke you know like yeah you're like oh this is another eric andre sketch oh wait this is a sincere person (laughs) yeah when 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 life satirizes itself and i feel like we've been there for quite a while to be perfectly honest um it's why no one can expect any new seasons of the thick of it anytime soon it's because british politics just got too fucking insane (laughs) um which is which is a bitter pill to have to swallow um seeing that uh, a lot yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh so we have a show to deal with and normally here we'd thank some new patrons but there aren't any this week um and hey that's okay it absolutely happens but i would like to take a moment to encourage you to sign up if you haven't already we have great fun and serious fun as well in off-brand um our full-length exclusive show just for patrons sometimes going up to like three hours um and uh, i really want to reach our next patreon stretch goal which is going through Brandemic, Russell's last comedy special, with a comedian guest to dissect not only the bullshit he says, but how good or bad he is at comedy. Because, uh, 
you know, I kind of want to hear from the pros in, in that respect. I have my feelings, but, you know, I'm not a student of comedy. I'm just an appreciator. Also, I think comedians, where they are at in 2023, can mm. sometimes be very different than where they were in, say, 2015. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to <clears throat> see where folks are at, you know? Because some yeah. guys are really coming back in a bad way <laughs> yes yeah yeah and and mm, really there's, yeah there, there, there's uh there's there's a bit of that no. um if uh if anyone wants to support us in what we do become an awakening wonder join the invisible hand or donate on an elevated tier please head to patreon.com slash on brand and you will have our eternal gratitude it is this which allows us to be editorially independent and ad free and as a patron you will also get a shout out on the show and access to our patron only show off brand where we talk about pretty much anything but russell brand um and please note that while you can easily listen to our audio version anywhere you can find podcasts you can also watch us on youtube or if you're listening to spotify app the video should come up there too um right out the gate we have an update on the state of russell's legal situation um many of you may have seen that there has been yet another person come forward about brand um this time from 2010 uh during the filming of the flop remake of arthur um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can laugh about that. Um, oh, I forgot all about, I forgot yeah, all about it. Terrible. Just terrible. Uh, uh, the woman, the next bit is less funny. Uh, the woman in question right. was an extra on set and has stated that Russell forced, uh, forced her into a toilet cubicle and then forced her to perform oral sex while a member of the film crew guarded the door. Um, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, there there has been a lawsuit filed in New York, and this is the first proper legal proceeding that we are seeing against Brand, um, albeit in a civil court. Uh, Warner Brothers are also included in the suit as they are seen as having aided and abetted the offense. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. There is also an interesting claim that Brand was intoxicated and was swaggering, swaggering around set with a vodka bottle in hand. Um, huh. this is, this is the first allegation we've seen of Bran not being sober, and right. I will be very curious to see if anything comes of that. Um, suffice to say, if you're willing to lie about being a rapist, you're probably willing to lie about being sober. Uh, but as ever, I await a reasonable amount of evidence for such a thing. Um, with, with any luck, other members of the film crew will come forward about at least some of the allegations. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much where I be a lot more mm. forgiving if you fall off the wagon and because shit happens and life's yeah. tough and yeah yeah, yeah also rape like oh, uh, yeah the, the, this that is on it. Its and, own, and, i'm not going to be upset about but it's the combo for me you know? and don't 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 then lie about it and kind of create it uh like kind of add it to your own mythos you know the, mm -hmm. the, it was only not that long ago it was like oh i've been 20 years sober now so if, if that turns out to be a lie then like yeah that's um that's that's some bullshit right there um but yeah in, in terms yeah. of the allegations in general i would like to make it clear in russell's own words yet again oh and also i raped someone once <laughs> <laughs> yeah Great. Great. um yeah yeah uh yeah so um Brand and his representatives are supposedly yet to respond to the suit um, as of today. And uh, Brand is way too busy talking to the guest that we're going to be covering uh, this week. As ever, I'm going to let Brand um, introduce the guest.
Hello there, you awakening wonders. Thanks for joining me for a very special edition of Stay Free with Russell Brand. We've had a massive, extraordinary, revealing and deep conversation with Jordan Peterson. It's the first no. time we've spoken for a long while, or certainly spoken publicly, because Jordan Peterson and I communicate a lot about mm. the culture. I talk to him personally about what I've been through and what I've been going through. He's an extraordinary mind and yeah, an extraordinary man through. and he has an incredible ability to ascertain just what's going on and obviously he ain't afraid to offer his opinion on what's going wrong in the world. Today, because he's over in the UK to talk about ARC, which is his consortium discussing potential solutions for the world, and you should check that out. There's a link in the description if you want to learn more. We talk about, this being Jordan Peterson, is in particular the war in the Middle East, a kind of living, vivid symbol of end times. What, what? specifically <laughs> is the legacy of Judaism to world faith and to world solutions? The debt owed by, in Jordan Peterson's view, Christianity and Islam to the originator of the monotheistic faiths, the Abrahamic faiths as they're more commonly known. Of course, we talk about kindness. Of course, we talk about ways in which we can change the world. The first 15 minutes will be available wherever you're watching this right now. But then... We will have to, just because of the nature of free speech. It's no longer even about just our alliance to our platform. It's a necessity now. You know that. Free speech is being closed down. You are not allowed to communicate independently. You are not allowed to think independently. And if you still believe you are able to communicate and think independently, that's because your communication and thought is no threat to the establishment. <laughs> he says... Okay. On his YouTube channel. Okay. He, yes. Sure, yeah. dude. And uh, apparently our threats are no threat. Uh, our threats, our thoughts are no threat to the establishment. Um, I'm pretty sure we've openly discussed how many, many current and former world leaders should be in prison and how the entire system of yeah. capitalism needs to be dismantled, which is more than Russell ever gets to doing. Um, yep. And yep. yet we are the ones whose speech uh, is no threat to the establishment. Okay, buddy. Uh, I also, so <laughs> I agree that Jordan mm. Peterson is an extraordinary man. Yes, I yes. I think from a yeah. different direction, but oh, he's uh, he's extraordinary, all right. Yeah, there, there, there are arguments that can be made. Uh, um, also, we, we spoke briefly about how Brand conditions his audience last week, but that clip there went pretty hard. Like, he's past even telling people to do their own research and that kind of shit, and is just making a statement and saying, you know this. Don't look into it. You know this because I've said it a billion times and that makes it true. YouTube is shutting down free speech. It couldn't possibly be that I'm spreading harmful bullshit for profit. You know this. Okay. Thought stopping. Mm -hmm. We're stopping thought. Yeah. Thought stopping. What you are we talking this. about? Don't, don't uh -huh. question. You know uh -huh. it. Um, the arc thing I will get onto a little bit later as to why the fuck Jordan Peterson is uh, in the UK. Um, though, interestingly, he's he's not in the UK for this interview that they're doing. He's actually in a hotel in Amsterdam. Um, so they're still doing that digitally. I, I, I don't know. Couldn't okay. line up the schedules to get him into the studio? I, I don't know. I don't. You can get Tucker Carlson, but you can't get Jordan Peterson, right? You can fucking go figure. 
Um, anyway, we are we are not particularly going to cover Jordan Peterson's thoughts on the Israel-Palestine conflict or Judaism in general, uh, because he mostly just goes on a very Zionist sort of ramble that is neither interesting nor surprising. Um, I do have a question. Is it like mm. a Christian Zionist, like, kind of bent, if, if you could tell from that? Like, that's a whole yeah, other I, yeah, evangelical yeah, thing. I, yeah, I, there, there's, there's a leaning, um, but it's not. It's not kind Over. of extreme. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, honestly, his his response is kind of kind of boring. Um, he he, he gets say. a yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he he he's like oh the the Jews are and it he, he does make it sound like a hard Jew when he says a hard Jew a hard J when he says it. But no, the 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 Jews are confounding because they're a successful minority and and. If you can't tolerate a successful minority, then your civilization is a failure and that kind of shit. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Mm. I'll just, yeah. Okay. Um, instead, we are going to uh, leap to a question about how people connect with God. And um, I swear to fucking Christ, these people can only ever think of existence in terms of movies. You see this detailed very well in the story of Pinocchio. So when Pinocchio is, of course, attempting to become real instead of being a puppet being controlled from behind the scenes and when he first encounters his <laughs> conscience this little voice that no. bugs him hence the cricket the conscience is also not very well well tuned it bugs him like so jiminy cricket is just a tramp a who's been everywhere but he doesn't have a home and he doesn't really know what he's doing <laughs> and it's in the dialogue between the two of them that the ascension to the divine occurs right and and the full realization of individuality and that well that's a good example of how a relationship with what's highest can be personal like modern people have a very difficult no time with that idea right it's like most educated people if they deign to contemplate god at all it's as some abstract spiritual entity who really has very little to do with existence per se kind of the god of einstein let's say yeah, so, oh, so, okay. boy. <laughs> so did he Pinocchio, watch the movie, or did he see a poster of the characters <laughs> of the movie and then make a postulation? There is a question, and, and you know yeah. what? There, there's, a, there's a consistent theme about Jordan Peterson that seems to suggest very similar things about almost anything that he has thoughts about. Um, so Pinocchio is apparently actually about one's connection with God via the coming together of the self and the conscience in the form of a wooden puppet boy and a hobo cricket. It's Who fucking knew? not. It's fucking <laughs> not. <laughs> the, the analysis from actual literary experts is quite different. Um, often comparing Pinocchio to Odysseus, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't know this, but it was actually written in the style of, you know, folk tales of peasants who venture out into the world but are naively unprepared for what they find and get into ridiculous situations, specifically because this was, at the time, a major problem in Italy. Yeah. Um, so Pinocchio was written in 1883, and at that time, because of the industrialization of Italy and other countries, there was a growing need for reliable labor in the cities, which led to peasants, farmers, and country folk migrating 
not knowing what they were walking into and almost invariably ending up in precarious or life-threatening situations. Um, it's also arguably what happened to Italians emigrating to the United States, with men <coughs> arriving in America unable to find work, which in turn left them vulnerable to all sorts of criminal enterprises, or more commonly just people paying basically nothing for labor because there was an unemployment crisis which they could take advantage of. Yay, capitalism. Welcome, fellow paisans. Um, yeah. Um, all of that aside, the only person I've found making comparisons to people's relationship with God in Pinocchio is Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, there is, of course, religious imagery in an Italian book from 1883, and honestly, it's quite difficult to write a story without religious imagery at this point, because uh, uh, yeah. according to these people, a big tree is religious imagery. If you do, if a bush could be religious imagery, right? It's it's a puppet. People who, a puppet. Certainly. People, people who look for it will find it. I think yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but in this case, Peterson is is doing that. He's just inflicting his worldview on a work of fiction um, in exactly the same way that Russell does with Watership Down, um, going into Stalinist. You know that that kind of that kind of bent. He's doing the same thing. Peterson's doing the same thing here. Oh, so um, we're developing our own like bad fake library, like kind of developing yeah. this like completely. Fascinating. I like canon? these kind of weird fucking book reports from these people. It's 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 Good really interesting. Night. I would love to see it. I would love to see like that from from what right wing grifters in general. Like, give me fucking I don't know Stephen Crowder's opinion on Mouse or something. Like, I I would I would I would love to. I would love to hear what these people think. I mean, um, you know, that about, was a about thing. Any of this shit. That's like but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dudes it, it, got it, real it, upset about that for a minute. So, oh no, yeah. I know they did. I don't know if Stephen Crowder would. I, I don't know. I well, feel like I feel we'll be like collecting we're, them. We're, I think. Is yeah, yeah. I think so. I'm I'm keeping an eye out. You know, give me fucking That's I don't hilarious. know. Tucker Carlson on Lolita would be interesting. I yeah, you know, I, I I can guess how that one would go. I'm gonna um, set that one out. How about that? <laughs> how about I think that? we all should. <laughs> uh, no one wants to know. Um, so I I, I do want to uh, briefly touch on his mention of Einstein's God, by the way, because it, it well, it may come across as a glib sort of phrase, but but Einstein's actual beliefs seemed to marry with what Peterson was saying there. I don't, I don't think he was full of shit on this one, which is surprising. Um, so here, here's what Einstein said, quote, I cannot conceive of a personal God who would directly influence the actions of individuals or would sit directly in judgment on creatures of his own creation. I cannot do this in spite of the fact that mechanistic causality has to a certain extent been placed in doubt by modern science. My religiosity consists in a humble admiration of the infinitely superior spirit that reveals itself in the little that we, with our weak and transitory understanding, can comprehend of reality. Morality is of the highest importance, but for us, not for God." Unquote. So, he wasn't necessarily atheistic, but he wasn't a devout Christian in the traditional sense, arguably more spiritualist. Um, and he kind of almost kind of held God at arm's length as just kind of a, a distant thing that was eh, kind of kind of kind of up there um, in a more in a more kind of academic sense. And but the whole thing of Einstein's religiosity has been a subject of debate for decades. Yeah. Um, right. So you know, I, I I don't think he was talking shit on that score, um, but that is probably the most credit I'm going to give him for the next two hours of this interview. Uh, <laughs> yep. So. Yep. So, yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the, this interview was 
two hours long. Um, it did also and- seem insulting and derisive to like Einstein's guy. It didn't sound like something that Jordan Peterson put any stock in as like a no, 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 no. He, d- he doesn't valid. like it. No, no, no. He, no he's yeah. definitely he's definitely being derogatory towards towards Einstein there. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah. like. Dude, it's Einstein. Come on. <laughs> you, you, oh, but you know. it's Jordan Peterson, though. No, this is true. This is true. Jordan Peterson, if you will. Has, has the answer. Oh, welcome. fucking You're hell. welcome. Has, has the, ah. answer for, uh, the answer for all things. This yeah, time. right? Um, <laughs> An answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, yeah, the, the, the interview was a couple of hours, and it was, uh, it was released in two parts as well. Um, and, and Russell managed to take up two days of his show with that. Um, instead just shoving Jordan Peterson down everyone's everyone throats there down everyone's throats for a couple of days, um, which is which is like okay you you wanted a couple of days off fair enough, uh, <laughs> good to know. Um, <clears throat> in the next clip, uh, we are confronted with what will become the main theme of this show. So, the relationship between psyche and matter requires symbolism to catharsize it and to provide cartilage that would otherwise be absent, impossible to envisage without that non-syntactical representation that symbols can provide. If uh, the conscience, Jiminy Cricket, and the being, the entity, the marionette, the puppet, the boy, Pinocchio, uh, to have a relationship at all, they're... There is a kind of a tension in it. There is a polarity in it. And both of them require one another for its realization. And perhaps that's as good an explanation for uh, God creating our kind as any. When you say that monotheism is uh, the, the, the great Judaic uh, artifact, Get there, buddy. do you feel you that do even it. in a secularized culture, the uh, the paradigm ultimately <laughs> remains consistent even if it's humanist tra- even if this al- alliance is transferred to the state even if the pinnacle of authority and power becomes the state is the imprature ultimately consistent do w- even those of us uh, oh, and i wouldn't include myself actually do even those who consider themselves to live in a uh, post-religious society still live within this monotheistic template which i suppose if it's anything at all offers us a kind of a centrifugal point rather than a pantheonistic or pervasive or even uh, or, or a panoply of, of potential gods and deities there is one centralizing entity and that we are and we intersect with that reality. I'd like to add to that already rather complex question, even by my own standards <laughs> when question. I'm dealing with you, because I'm a, a different question. man when I'm dealing with you, you better believe it. How do we Ooh. fold into this? What advances Christianity offer us on that template, particularly <laughs> if Isaiah in particular is offering us the messianic event as his key and defining prophecy? What is the function of Christianity as an advance of Judaism, and even in a secularized society, oh are we God. still operating within a kind of monotheistic template with the state, an increasingly authoritarian state, even under a liberal guise? As a Canadian, you'll recognize what I'm saying there. Is that still the paradigm we're operating within? So there's two questions there, really. Uh, oh, Stu? boy. Well, well do, do you How? know, I, 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 are I, we I, doing? <laughs> 
I, I do think that that was a more pointed question than what he was leveling at Dawkins. I, I feel like there, there was at least a direction he was trying to move. Not, not just like, I'm going to wander over here for a bit and look at these bushes and, and talk about those. And, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, so, how good is monotheism really specifically? Christianity? Yeah, like yeah, there, there. Oh, there are there are definitely more concise ways to phrase though that question or those questions. I also um, only listened and, to it one time. So and, what and is he can, actually? Yeah, asking? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you you can see you can see that Jordan Peterson's got his eyes closed there yeah. to try and like take in what the fuck this guy is saying. Um, Get it? And, and, and yeah, well, the the final kind of questions that he settles on is is um you know how is Christianity in advance of uh of judaism how is it kind of an an evolution of it um which i don't recall actually gets answered um and then uh you know what what about um like are, are we still living in in a in monotheism but with with the state as as god as religion um because that's one of his talking points that he likes one of his make em ups because um, it's insane yeah. Yeah. The, uh, d oh, so is Christianity like great or like super great? Like that's basically <laughs> what he's asking. Well, th this is it. So like before we get into Peterson's response, I think it's important to note what we're dealing with here. And that is two Christian zealots who are about to argue why Christianity is the best and every other option is terrible, especially secularism or atheism, right? So through the course of this interview, we get a pretty stunning glimpse into the fragility of these two straight white men oh, and a so good few hints as to why it's christianity specifically that they're providing as the answer to all things um, so we have a conservative mm. agreement fight that we're getting into right now is what you're saying yeah yeah i guess I, there's not there's not much fight going on it's just a lot of like jerking each other off it's it's uh it's it's a whole lot of that it feels <sighs> gross it feels gross throughout it's a theme um, it's a theme yeah. that I'm noticing yeah. is like, boy, yeah. important man wants to talk to other important man about how important they are. Like, it's really yeah. fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did. Yeah, yeah. There, there is, there is nothing about this that makes me feel clean. Let's put it that way. Um, so oh l let's let's hear what Peterson has to say to Russell's questions. Um, and I'm going to preface this clip by saying that here he, he very intentionally conflates the idea of secularism with nihilism. The idea that nothing has any meaning. Um, so when he says nihilism in this next clip, he is speaking of secularism and atheism because to him they are the same thing. Okay, well, the first one, well, imagine that there's only well, there's three options. Nothing is of any value. That'd be the first option. That's a real finalized nihilism. Now, the problem with that option is that it's it's not realistic. And in any sense, it's not existentially realistic in that it doesn't accord with our experience, but it's also not practically realistic. It doesn't accord with our experience because if you dispense, it's a strong even if you argument dispense that you're with up. all Sorry. the yeah. positive meaning in life as a consequence of being nihilistic, you won't dispense with the pain and the terror. And so what you do if you're nihilistic is reduce life to pain and terror, not to nothing. And so that seems like a really bad deal. Um, and then because pain and terror are by definition what's negative about life. So you can't elevate them to what's positive. That's not without inverting the very 
basis for communication itself. Okay, so then we can put that off the table. There's no life has no meaning theory because you can't get rid of the pain and the terror. So you could say life has no meaning other than pain and terror. You know, now that's a pretty damn dismal judgment. And I also think that's not in accord with people's experience, but at least it's more logically coherent. Um, yeah, Are so there, uh, is that three? Do we're, we're, we're going to get to the other two in a minute. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so according to Jordan Peterson's conception of things, to be an atheist or secular humanist is to view life through a lens of life has no meaning except pain and misery, um, which is a total straw man argument uh, that he is making up. Um, the, the phrase I tend to use when someone is coming from a position of having to do mental backflips to make their point is intellectual dishonesty. And I'm going to be straight up and tell you that the phrase describes describes Jordan Peterson to a fucking T. He is both intellectual and dishonest, but he also intentionally ignores basic pushback to his ideas that even a philosophy freshman could manage in service of claiming that he has the answers. Um, in this instance, uh, in case I have to point out the blatantly fucking obvious, um, is, it, is that atheists and secular humanists find plenty of meaning in life and experience all manners of joy through love and nature and all the things that people often ascribe to feelings of religiosity. Um, they just don't it's believe like that all the meaning is in life. Right. Well, this is it. Like the, the, like atheists and secularists just don't believe that the meaning extends beyond life or at the very least have never been presented with any evidence for that, um, that, that they've found to be sufficient right. to me. It makes my time here more precious. I don't have an eternity waiting for me or an afterlife of any sort or a shot at reincarnation. I have to use my time here to extract the most meaning, value, love and positivity from life that is possible while also giving as much as I can back to those around me and to our society in general. My time here is finite and precious, and I can't help but think, personally, I would struggle to feel that way if I knew I had a heaven waiting for me. Like, I know I spend all my time working, but I'm actually a deeply lazy person. Um, and especially in a system where I can ask for forgiveness and immediately receive it and still go to heaven, I would absolutely be sat in my boxes playing Xbox until I shuffled off this mortal coil or wanking and eating expensive German biscuits. But that is, of course, just me. Um, yeah, you don't have a sky daddy that is signing permission slips for you to be to misbehave whenever you feel bad enough about it or you think that you did something wrong, you don't want to get caught. Like that's yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, have yeah. we don't have an excuse, Daddy. <laughs> like, and, and just just like the the concept the concept of an afterlife in general to to me, especially if it's one that I knew with any certainty that was there, I would be like, oh shit. Well, why why am I bothering to do stuff now? I, I no can shit. kick the can I can kick the can down the road until I am in literal heaven. <laughs> yeah, they you had know? to make like so many rules if mm -hmm. anyone actually believed that that was true to keep people from being like, well, I'm out. We're <laughs> no, yeah. just like punching the clock. If yes, heaven yeah, existed yeah. the way that it's pitched, which is just some notions, like it's mm -hmm. not like biblical, really. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think that I'd be like, well, that sounds way better. 
I'm going to do mm. that instead. Yeah, no, 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 a hundred, a hundred percent. And punch and, the and clock, so, human so they, wise. Yeah, they, they, they had, they had to make up a bunch of rules as to why suicide wasn't allowed. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like, ah, this could be it. This is a loophole. Exactly. We, we, need to, yeah. we need to fix that. They had to really clamp um, down on the, uh, the, the self service option, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, did I just make a peep show reference without you noticing, or did you just gloss past it? I I'm did curious. Wait, which one? Um, wanking and eating expensive German biscuits. Um, that's that's uh, something oh, that... Oh, yeah, something no, I missed that, that. I did miss that one. Jazz says, yeah. They don't always um, stick with me. Because, listen, every single episode is no, no. perfect. <laughs> well, no, that one sticks with me because as as, as a British person, I, you, I'm All always, you want to do I'm, is wank and eat German biscuits. <laughs> I mean, no, but, but but what what does enter the back of my mind as a biscuit obsessed people is like, which biscuit is he talking about? I think he's talking about Choco Leibniz biscuits, but that's just me. Um, the, I mean, they're at least fifty percent chocolate. <laughs> Delicious. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's hear uh, the second of Jordan Peterson's options for life. Okay, next. Well, there's either a unity that attempts to make itself manifest. Or there isn't. There's a plurality. Okay, now, if there's a plurality, what's the consequence? Well, the consequence is that you're torn apart by inner conflict. That's the psychological consequence, because you're pointing in all sorts of different directions at once. Maybe you're a war of different desires, let's say, a war of different impulses. And that's a state of confusion and chaos. And we know technically that that's associated with both anxiety and hopelessness. And I say we know that technically because the most advanced neuroscientists in the world, Carl Friston among them, foremost perhaps, has already determined that anxiety indexes entropy, so chaos and confusion, and chaos and confusion demolish hope because hope is a emotional manifestation that makes itself known in, in relationship to a de defined goal. So you feel hope and that's positive emotion. That's dopaminergically mediated positive emotion. You only feel that while you see yourself advancing towards a goal. Now, if the goals are diverse and disunified, so no monotheism, let's say, mm -hmm. then confusion reigns and so does hopelessness. Okay, so <laughs> if if there's no mono, shit's going down in Chicago, by the way. Um, oh, if if, the, if there's. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like if we had to Shocker. pause, if um, we had to pause for sirens. Every, every time there were sirens, yeah, no, nothing would ever get made in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, so well, what he's saying here is that if there's no monotheism, uh, if there's a if there's a plurality, then confusion reigns, and so does hopelessness. Um, so, on an individual level, if you haven't found God in whatever way, you are going to be a chaotic, confused mess, just running around and being anxious about all the various options laid out before you. And if you apply this to society on a wider scale, so if lots of people aren't monotheistic or haven't found God in whatever way Jordan Peterson deems appropriate, then the whole of society is going to be a confused, anxious mess, and the only answer to that must be everyone coming to monotheism and getting under the same umbrella both personally and societally. First things first, I reject the premise. Um, the idea that monotheism only yeah. leads to chaos and anxiety is stupid, reductive, and entirely ignorant of history. Uh, <laughs> with, right, you, you're, no you're shit! 
You're a student of history, Lauren, right? Were the Greeks monotheistic? Were the Romans? Ancient Egypt? The Aztec? The Mayans? Fuck no, right? Most of the quote-unquote successful civilizations from history were polytheistic. And sure, they all rose and all fell, but so shall we eventually. Um, there, there are prominent religions today that are polytheistic, like Hinduism, Shinto, or paganism. Uh, to say nothing of African religions or indigenous American beliefs, right? So oh, if yeah. Jordan Peterson is to be believed, all of these civilizations were a complete clusterfuck, and people following these religions today are in which again is just so obviously intellectually dishonest upon even a cursory examination. Like, it's absurd. That's okay. Also, uh, yes, yes, of <laughs> course. And what I honestly feel like at, at the, you know, the older I get and the more I think about this, that, um, because I was also, hmm, I'm, I, I've been a nerd from the jump. Obviously, mm. Greek myths, like Greek myths and dinosaurs. Listen, that was the that was the ish when I was when I was wee when I was little. Nice. Yeah, of course, yeah. right? Kind of all of us a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was learning... dinosaurs in space. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's mm -hmm. the other mm -hmm. option, really. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so the pantheon is so much more interesting, as especially as like fables. I oh, feel yeah. like there's something a lot more honest and manageable about the imperfect pantheon as mm. like relatable and or like you relay these ideas to teach morality yeah. instead of like this perfect one unifying god that kind of doesn't make any sense if you think about it at all and it's just sort of confusing yeah. and weird and like yeah. We still I, I, have I, I, all these other deities under, like, Catholicism? I'm just the one? I'm sorry. That's just Well, the, 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 this is it. I, I you know, I, 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 um, I don't know. I, I, I do find the, because there is kind of more humanity within within the deities um within the polytheistic deities typically speaking i i do find that yeah more relatable and more believable um because because i have i have seen aspects of those those deities within life um you know i i think that there yeah. are reasons beyond white nationalism um for instance why norse mythology has been on an uptick in recent years you know and I, I don't think it's just the nazis co-opting things um you know i i think i think people people are liking that shit they're like hey you know what this stuff makes sense to me a couple of ravens on a on a on a one-eyed guy's shoulder i'm like yeah okay Still fair enough yeah that's big fan and Frost also Giants. like yeah let's go for it yeah it's like cool the imagery is cool the stories mm. are neat and can you can learn something it's 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 like way this, cooler than christianity that's i mean well yeah. i mean it's there's there are so many yeah i mean fables make kind of make more sense that's the thing is yeah. you can't relate to something that is perfect because you're like oh yeah. fully man and fully god well but what like it, it's 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 so unrelatable i almost can't be that mad at a christian for being confused because that's the thing is like mm. jordan peterson putting forth the the notion that like monotheism and like christianity assuages one's anxiety in any way is ludicrous it's absolutely ludicrous a little bit a uh, little bit yeah um you know the the it's 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 not a religion that is designed to um 
to uh, to do that. Yeah, um, it'll no, tell no, you. No, no, don't no, be fear. anxious. Don't be anxious at all. <laughs> yeah. Whereas and, and I think there's don't some do these other like, five thousand things. Right. Um, well, it's like, well, yeah. you can't be anxious about it, but also you're never doing it right, and. <laughs> That's like if you've got this like yeah. imperfect shitty pantheon, you know, Zeus is running around be doing terrible things like, yeah, oh, sometimes yeah, the guys. In yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. the guys in charge do terrible things and get away with it. And like yeah. there's sometimes you can intervene and it's the right thing to do if you have the capacity. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's something and, and more it's, it's like, relatable and understandable to those stories. And, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, yeah. This is. Ew. Also, yep. he nope. he he brought up the work of Carl Friston there, Carl J. Friston, who is a uh, British neuroscientist. Um, so Friston is responsible for a good number of significant contributions to various fields, including functional neuroimaging, computational neuroscience, and neuropsychology. Um, all of it far beyond my understanding. Um, he he is best known for coming up with the free energy principle, a theoretical framework for understanding how biological systems, including the brain, maintain order and adapt to their environment. Uh, according to the free energy principle, systems, including biological systems like the brain, resist a state of disorder and are constantly trying to minimize the amount of surprise or uncertainty they experience. The framework itself is intensely complicated and based upon math mathematics that quite simply fries my brain um it's it's extraordinarily complicated um and it fries the brains of most people um and while proponents of the free energy principle like to use it as the answer to all things the reality is the amount of empirical evidence backing it up is thus far quite limited possibly because of its inherent complexity um and so the jury is still out on a lot of things uh but one thing i absolutely couldn't find within this free energy principle which i'm i'm pretty sure is what peterson is referring to is confirmation or evidence that anxiety indexes entropy as he put it um he can argue that being the case as much as he likes in broad strokes but friston's work shouldn't be dragged into it because while yes his system provides for the idea that the brain minimizes uncertainty wherever possible. That does not mean that multiple choices inherently creates uncertainty. And it also does not mean that we are not all bags of impulses and desires and, and conflicting emotions, because we all are every single day, yeah. including anyone who subscribes to a religion. It's just part of what it is to be human and suggesting that any one religion fixes that is pure fantasy and borderline heresy, to be perfectly honest, because, yeah. you know, so yeah. supposedly we were made this way for a reason. So, pfft, right. You know, well, uh, yeah. we can't, we can't start down the, uh, the <laughs> route. nope, nope. They don't. No. Why should we? No, 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 no. Man, no. that's yeah. okay. Leave Carl Friston out of your, out of your damn mouth. Uh <laughs> is that like a new version of calling everything quantum? Is that like <laughs> I, I don't know. A I don't new know. He, he just not he, tired he... quantum moment? Like it sounds like that's just a different uh yeah because it sounds it, it does lofty like concept the, to invoke i guess yeah because yeah. it's it sounds very abstract um but but it it can be applied to things um it it does it does make sense but yeah to to people far more intelligent than me um so you know i i um i'm, I'm sure a member of our audience could explain this um that that might be yeah this this is a science issue. I'm calling it. It's a science issue, so I'm leaving it alone. I do um, think you so understand it enough to be like, that's not what Jordan's talking about. 
Yes, <laughs> no, I understand. I, I, is I, talking I, about. I, right. I feel okay. like I understand it about as well as Jordan Peterson because uh, again, this, 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 maybe, maybe. I mean, the thing is, he's not dumb. Um, you know, he, 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 he does have an intellect, but it's just, it's also not in the direction of what this framework is because like i said it's intensely mathematical and and this this guy is not that um the, the this guy right here he's he's a words person is what he is you know he he deals with some science um you know he does does some some of the psychological stuff uh but mostly he's a words person he's not a numbers person um, here's my definition for a smart person though an understander oh, yeah. like okay. an understander of stuff is yeah, when yeah. you explain it, things make more sense, right. not <laughs> less sense. Like yes. if you can't yeah, explain yeah. it to a five-year-old or, you know, like a fifth grader, yeah. five-year-old, I don't remember which, how the phrase goes. Like if you can't explain it to a kid, then you don't really understand a thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, I mean, I, obviously I, there are complex ideas, but like I, yeah. I got explained a lot of complex ideas. I was very fortunate whenever I was a kid and it's because people knew, knew their shit. And yeah, it's not yeah. that hard. And maybe it's the thing is, it's not on the kid to understand it all, but to be able to put yeah. it in simple terms means you understand uh, something. And he just to, makes to, to a degree. I, I, I do think complex for no good reason. Like, I don't. I, I, oh, yeah. No, no. He, he's fucking terrible. Um, but but I, 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 I will say that um, I, I think communicating complicated ideas um, and reducing them down is is an art form it, it can be really tough especially when you're dealing with complex science it's one of the things that fucking dawkins is actually good at yeah um as, as a science communicator like reducing ideas down to their basest form and being able to say like here's this thing that's that's predominantly what what he was known for really you know as well as the science it was mostly like hey this guy is really good at explaining stuff to people um you know jordan peterson is the exact fucking opposite he he will complicate things and go off on tangents um and and yeah you, you will you will leave more confused than when you entered most but likely to me that's a bad teacher and that's like well, his he, he is and his he job. is a teacher yes no he, he's he's a professor he's a professor emeritus at uh, university of toronto i would um, be fucking livid if i had to like if i was forced to learn from this person because i was like this is bullshit this guy doesn't is not yeah 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 no i i i would um i would not go there personally personally or at least not to study the thing that he teaches um which i'm i'm gonna assume is some kind of psychology um yeah yeah uh so let's hear the the, the third of pearson's options anyway let's 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 hear where he lands now if the goal is unified which implies a unity underneath everything, let's say, then another problem arises, which is, well, what should the unity be predicated upon? Now, your observation was, and this is something Nietzsche pointed out back in the late 1900s or 1800s, that it's very easy for the collective or the state or something hedonistic to become the highest unity and for everything to be bent in that direction. Well, the when the state becomes the source of unity, you have a Tower of Babel situation where people have built in a Luciferian manner, they have presumed to take onto themselves the value that should only be accorded what is truly transcendent. Then you get the collapse of the religious into the state, 
the failure to separate Caesar and God, you get the collapse of God into the state, then everything that the state does becomes tinged with religious significance. And, well, <laughs> that's, let's put it this Ugh. way, that's not good. And so, so that, that's how it seems to me. It's like, look, there's either a monotheism or there's a plurality. The cost of plurality is psychologically, it's anxiety and hopelessness. Socially, it's disunity, right? Because if your goal and my goal cannot be unified, then if we're occupying the same territory, we're definitely in conflict. It's the definition of conflict because we're pursuing. Now, you know, we could be walking side by side and at the moment, your pursuits and mine have nothing to do with one another. But if there is a point where what you want and I want aren't in concordance, there's either going to be reversion to power, I'll try to dominate you, there's going to be conflict of some sort, or one of us is going to give up. Uh, the alternative is to unify it. And a society is actually the manifestation of some implicit or transcendent unity. Compromise? Compromising. No. Why can we not say <laughs> no? Like, yeah, right. It's like, well, we can't have. I mean, also, no. The notion uh, that I mean, Christianity, famous no. unifying force in society. Are you fucking I mean, kidding me? If you spill enough blood, it works. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Tell I mean, all they... the different kinds of churches that are within a block of my house. Yeah. But no, no. Well, well, yeah. There, there is that. There is that. Yeah, um, it's not. It's 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 like <laughs> an, it's it's a profoundly divisive force. Yeah, I'm I'm still <laughs> laughing at the at the idea of this man dominating anyone. Um, uh, so no shit. Oh my god. <laughs> so there, there's another premise here which I must immediately wait, reject. We might need to uh, define that actually. If people aren't familiar with Jordan Peterson, bless your heart. If you are not, I think that what you're referring to is the name of like YouTube videos. Is Jordan Peterson dominates? Is in like a gotcha kind of like. I, I mean in any way whatsoever. Any way, I mean I right. I mean I mean I mean physically his idea was in conflict there. I'm like the idea right, right, of Jordan right, right, Peterson right, right, right. physically attacking someone is hilarious I mean, to me. Um and he's and old. Uh, he just should. He's he's also like fucking slender man. Um and 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 I don't know like the. the, the I can't imagine him being dominant in bed either. That's another situation that I think don't I would just me, find no. it. Don't you even try <laughs> to put any of that just picture in my head. Picture, he's already picture. in like a hotel, like he's sitting on the edge of a bed in a hotel room. That's like, right true. Now. Picture, uh, picture Kermit, Kermit the Frog with no. a whip in hand, no. right? You, no. You've got it. No. Um. Nope. <laughs> Filibustering. Yeah. You ain't gonna get me. Okay. Okay. So yeah, mm -hmm. there, there is another premise here that I have to immediately reject. And that is the notion that without following a religion, people will turn to the state and view the state as a religious figure. And whoever is at the head of said state in particular, um, you know, Caesar becomes God, right? According to a survey done by the National Center for Social Research in 2018, 52% of the UK identifies as having no specific religion. Um, 
<laughs> it's a pretty Crap. high figure. It's a pretty high figure, yeah. especially for a country that, legally speaking, is still Christian. Um, at that time in 2018, we were cursed with Theresa May as our strong and stable prime minister who had all the strength and stability of chocolate pudding. Uh, I can assure you that the general sense towards her was not reverence, uh, no, nor no. was it towards her predecessor, pig fucker David Cameron, or the flopsy haired racist philanderer who came later on boris johnson the uh the, the closest i'd say we've come to a religious sense in a political following in this country in recent years was probably around jeremy corbyn um you know sort of our bernie sanders and he stood for pretty much dismantling the status quo within the state itself uh even if we remove the people at the top right and focus on just the state itself the british are very much not the type of people who go oh the government's doing it so it must be good um i i dare say we as a people are amongst some of the most cynical pessimistic bastards the world has ever seen with an inherent distrust of authority that harks back to most of our ancestors being peasant folk who were treated with disdain by those in power i say king all of this no. there's a king now we we have there is an exception for the monarchy there is an exception <laughs> for the monarchy within this there, there okay, weirdly like, there's a weird asterisk. fucking there's there's a, yeah no there, there is a an it, it yes no it it, it comes it comes from um it comes from the that that fucking uh what's the word around parasocial relationship thing that we were discussing oh, yeah. last week or yeah, yeah, was yeah, it yeah, off yeah. brand I think it was in off brand we were discussing yeah. this yeah. yeah it's the it's the same thing with the monarchy there there is an exception there um yeah so so yeah, hard but asterisk, we like sparkly shit hard that's so human like yeah y'all no, have a king true. we have gritty it listen it all especially especially when 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 it's just an old guy who goes around the country and shakes people's hands because that's pretty much all he does at this point also, um, i'm a sucker for all the sparkly shit i will show up in that technically museum. technically yes. has to sign things into law as well because that's a quirk of our I mean, system well. but but it's 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 one of those situations where like well if he didn't do it we could just take that away from him so um it's yeah more, so it's so, more special than a stamp i think you know what signing things into laws well like having a person do it with a bunch of spangles around him instead of just oh, a, yeah. like a you know just a notarized like boop you know yeah yeah no 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 for sure for sure it it, it is nice we're talking oh, about theater to get everybody oh know, yeah and, and all, we we, we do up. love theater we do that yeah, that is a that. thing in this country um, not defending but, the monarchy by any stretch but oh no total garbage should be dismantled but yeah. uh but you know i i do understand why people have affection towards it i sure. disagree but you know um Mascot. anyway I, I i say all of this about the british fairly proudly in that if you want someone to be an inherently almost automatically critical asshole of something the british is a, we're a damn good place to start yeah. right we, we do not worship the state and if you asked any random british person on the street what they thought of the government or politicians the overwhelming answer would be well they're a bunch of self-serving lying bastards aren't they um and and yeah, that that that's that's just kind of where we stand as a you'd, country. And you'd even argue that there were a lot of those ideas that made it here across the pond because one a bunch might of think <laughs> that we kind started of started a country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Um, 
Taken ungenerously, you know? <laughs> uh, Peterson could be alluding to the notion of the welfare state here, but he hasn't brought it up right this moment, so neither shall I. Yeah, no, no. In any case, in any case, we have landed on the preferred of Peterson's three options, which is, as he puts it, unity, um, which must be universally predicated upon the same thing, or there will be conflict and chaos. Simply put. Everyone gets behind the same religion or it's all over. And and this this can only be the view if religion and his ideas of it are taken to their most extreme form, which is the idea of, of the end goal being everyone ends up Christian or everyone ends up Muslim, etc. Uh, in that conception of things, sure, Christians and Muslims would end up in a conflict because they're ultimately trying to evangelize the same people and each other. Like religious wars are pretty well documented, historically speaking. Um, but in most cases, we have sort of evolved past that these days, at least on, mostly. Again, heavy asterisk, but for the most part. Um, in, in 2023, the concept of people of... of different religions in most of the world not being able to live side by side is pretty fucking drastic um and you know it, it, it's in direct opposition to the very existence of large cities like london and new york right massive multicultural melting pots where hey you've got everyone from all kinds of religions living apparently according to jordan peterson this it's all terrible and they're all living in chaos and hate themselves and life um, i would love just for him to pick a day ever mm. in history mm. where his idea is working. Like, truly. Working? Oh, working? Like, yeah. No. Yeah, no. no, I, no. I, like, he's got this little idea that he has concocted on paper that if yep. it if you ever plonk it down in real life is completely un... Like, it's the Chicago School of Economics. It's it's a fucking fantasy by a fucking no, rich dick or two. It, like it's it doesn't it, make sense. It has nothing if, to if do you, with real life. No, no, exactly. If if you just if you if you get his idea on paper and compare that to a history book on paper, you will see <laughs> this does not add up at all in Literally any way, shape, or form. Literally not no, at all. no, none of this has ever happened or will happen in that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I may or may not have been looking into different instances that we can point to because of some things that Russell has said, um, mm -hmm. where a nexus of religions and cultures is actually thriving. And it's almost like all of them. It's like really like anytime we're all just doing real good as like a species is when there's mm -hmm. a lot of diversity. A lot of coexistence, one might say. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah. more often than not almost that there's an but, overwhelming amount of evidence of that. In fact. But both of these guys take issue with that. Both of them. Like, it, it is really interesting to see how much their ideas line up. It is really, because his, Jordan Peterson's ideas line up with a lot of the shit that Russell says. Um, it's just you keeping know. your head in the sand about life and the world. It's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I mean, it's pretty easy uh, when you're a rich, when you're a yeah, rich white guy. When you're a you rich, white, a rich <laughs> white dude. There's, there's a lot you can keep your head in the sand and about. people think you're smart, even though you talk like this. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Um, next, we uh, in a in a long winded kind of way because it's fucking Jordan Peterson. We we discover something about technology. <laughs> I suppose if you extract the sublime, and perhaps more specifically, even love, if you if the idea that the nuministic includes within it as well as or 
a type of fear, if it includes a type of love, a type of awareness as a, of a unitive force, then, and all you're left with is kind of material rationalism, then power to organize this material and rational space does become the only observable metric. You speak a lot, well, that, that's exactly That's exactly what happens in the story of Genesis. That's exactly what happens. Well, the people who build the Tower of Babel are basically engineering technocrats who presume that the manipulation of the material world can produce the proper pyramid of power. That's a way of thinking about it. That's what the Tower of Babel is. It's a ziggurat that reaches to the sky. And the you could and as you just said, you can understand and, and you can and you can see you can see why this is an attractive proposition. If we could only master the material world, we would be the masters of the cosmos and our psyches. And the problem with that is that it's simply not true. You know, you can be you can be lost amidst you can be lost amidst the most glorious toys. And the other problem, of course, with the technological enterprise is that it produces immense capacity for catastrophe along with all of its abundance. And so if you don't have a wisdom, the wisdom that enables you to utilize your technological tools, they'll just destroy you. And that is what happens in the Tower of Babel because it eventually collapses under its own weight, so to speak. And the people who inhabit no, it, it can no longer even communicate with one another because it's oriented in the wrong direction. <laughs> oh, it does not do that. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, so Jordan Peterson believes that if one were to approach technology without any religious guidance, a person would be led to complete collapse. Well, I guess half the people in the UK are just going to sort of implode at some point. Myself very much included. I might as well make my peace with it, I guess. Um, I, I mean, you know, the, the, idea, so the, the idea from a mythological standpoint of the Tower of uh, Babel Babel um, is that uh, I prefer Babel. I think it sounds better. Yeah, um, is that uh, when an issue becomes overcomplicated, it becomes impossible to solve and will collapse from the weight of its complexity. That is the kind of general, general gist. Um, you know, if if you were if you were being generous, um, Jordan Peterson is taking that, uh, taking that kind of little nugget and taking it to mean ah yes. Unfettered access to smartphones and the internet without the guidance of an almighty God means your brain will melt. Um, yeah. See what I've, I mean, to what do me, you, what do you get from Babel? Get, but, give me, right. Give me. So, cause I do think it's as far as like um, an art tradition, it's always really interesting to me how people have chosen to hmm. represent it over the centuries. Yeah, yeah, it always yeah. makes for really cool imagery. It, it uh, you know, kind of encourages like a Hieronymus Bosch type treatment because it's a very weird story. And yes. to me, yes. what I get from people because <laughs> he said that it collapsed. No, 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 no. They, the, God was angry that they were trying to build a a, a ladder to heaven to yeah. meet god which, the, the arrogance of man right you know yeah right kind of, well yeah. like that i mean and it's it it, it could be read another way which kind of seems 
nice that they just wanted to be as close to God as possible and didn't necessarily understand how mad he'd be until he struck them down and destroyed, like, and punished. Like a toddler building a tower, you know? Yeah, collectively <laughs> yeah, yeah. punishing everyone on Earth who would have been unified because they could what? all communicate. God and doing that in the Bible? Collectively punishing. No. Oh, it was only the one time. Don't worry about it. Never did it again. Um, no. On the other hand, and what you're saying, I Do mean, you feel rain? It feels like it's raining. Sorry, mm, carry on. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that, that to me. pairs of animals everywhere. Sorry, carry like, on. The, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, God's extremely cruel or like arbitrarily cruel. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so like, maybe I don't want to be on his team. Also, the, I think that it's a sticky wicket for, cause mm. what I, the, what I, and also what I was taught is that like the problem was the hubris, like hub, yeah, uh, yeah, man's yeah, right. hubristic endeavors. And I think that is a sticky wicket for this person to be talking about <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, like the, the the implications of what hubris can do to you and your life and those around you. That is, that is interesting. That is interesting. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm so, but who's so, to say? obviously, obviously, right. So I'm, I'm from a Christian, Christian country, just despite half of us being atheists. Right. Um, and, and so things like Bible readings and that kind of thing are the norm in schools here. Um, like the, 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 in primary schools and secondary schools, you know, prayer and that kind of thing is, is in schools. That is a thing. And there's not really much we can do about it because again, it's in the legal system. Um, and, and so, you know, we are kind of taught various stories and shit, yeah. um, as, as children mostly. And I, I always kind of thought that the Tower of Babel was, was kind of, kind of an outlier in, a, in an otherwise very boring book. I was like, ha, huh, that's interesting. That it almost belongs more in like in, in, in one of the Greek kind of stories. You know, it's, it's, it's such a kind of, um, there's a reason yeah. that kids hear the story and remember it. And, but yeah. also like yeah. the artistic interpretations over, over the centuries have get much, Kind of a lot of stories in the Bible have benefited from the creativity of people along the way, spicing yeah, yeah, it up, yeah, painting sure. oh, it, putting sure. it on a ceiling. Uh, you they know. were writ written across hundreds of years. Yeah, um, well, and depicted and across hundreds and hundreds of years, yes. which yeah, can yeah, yeah. add a lot of flavor. But oh I, god, yeah, I don't. They've been, they've been they've been punched up quite a bit. I would say so. Um, since, I would say so since the the original conception. But uh -huh. it, it is interesting yeah. to kind of the the different interpretations is interesting because obviously again you know Christian story. But I grew up in a predominantly atheist kind of country. Mostly, I grew up in a atheist household very kind of um, non-religious schools for the most part, um, despite having to throw religion in there so I, I i do wonder if kind of part of the um the difference in interpretation will come down to the way it was taught when i was in school um so that's well, but we that's, kind of boil mm. down the hubris thing because like I, no one mm. has told me about like no one described the tower of babel as, as a babel you're right it's better um yeah tower of babel as a story you know no one no one said to me this is an example of how terrible God is to his people. <laughs> I, mm. I just kind of <laughs> no, got no, no. that myself. Yeah. Like, wow, that seems like setting that them up extreme. to fail again. Yeah. And yeah. then 
uh, imposing collective punishment on well, that, that that's one people. of those things that you feel as a child, isn't it? When when you when you hear that kind of story as a child, you're like, oh, that doesn't sound nice. That 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 sounds that sounds like like an angry adult to me. That's that's how that's you know when you're a child, that is how that sounds. Yeah, um, that because punishment yeah, kind of seems arbitrary because your brain sounds like I made dad weird. mad by building this tower, and right. so dad is going to destroy it and <coughs> kill me. Yeah, uh, but I think the hubristic kind. <laughs> of reading of it is kind of the same i would think yeah essentially yeah, yeah. yeah. which again yeah. Ugh, don't know if like why do you got to bring that one up mm-hmm, but i do think mm-hmm. the bible story is just another version of movie like it's just a movie reference for them even if I it's guess, not conscious i guess, I guess. he, he it does, can just he seem does, like uh, it has more gravitas because it's the bible he does keep doing it he does keep yeah. doing it. it's really irritating yeah. um so you can uh, say anything about him <laughs> like Pretty much, um, especially as half the people have never read the fucking book. Yeah. Um, yeah. in the in the Atheist. next clip, I know a lot about it. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, that, that is often the way. Yeah. Um, in the next clip, Peterson says something kind of true, and then something very false in true propagandist style. Yeah. We know that children, infants, will die without love. Now, and I mean this technically. This this is well studied. So. A hundred years ago, this is a very interesting story, a hundred years ago in the typical orphanage, the mortality rate for kids under one was 100%. And this was despite the fact that these orphanages would provide shelter and food, let's say, the the so-called necessities of life. But they all died and no one knew why. And and this woman appeared in Germany she worked in a ward where the mortality rate was quite low and a physician from New York got interested in this and went to Germany to see what was going on. And there was a nurse there named fat Anna and fat Anna would take the orphans out of their cribs, which wasn't common practice at the time. And just like, that's also hold them and pack them around on her hip and, you know, have a relationship with them, some physical manifestation of love. And those infants didn't die. And then we saw this in Romania again when there were orphans there who had the benefits of state of the state utopia, everything but love. And they were, if they didn't die, they were damaged beyond belief. Without love, children cannot live. Literally, like metaphysically, yes, philosophically, theologically, all that too. But no, just absolutely practically, love is what entices the infant to the adventure of life that that's that's definitely the case so first off ow. i couldn't find yeah, yes ow i yes. all right okay oh <laughs> um so i i couldn't find anything about a nurse called fat anna uh, no shit <laughs> None of that ever happened. None of at that ever point, happened. At this point, I'm thinking he just really wanted to call a woman fat. Um, and, and and just twice, fat Anna. Fat Anna. Um, like, ah, no, she's no. German. You buy it, right? <laughs> Hearty woman was Anna. Um, now, now it, it is true that orphanages in the 19th century across the board had terrible infant mortality rates, particularly for those under a year old, but uh-huh. it was not 100%. It was nowhere close. Um, what Peterson was describing, children being given the basics of nutrition and what was required for survival,
level is somewhat accurate. Um, during the 1940s and 50s, the psychologist uh, Rene Spitz conducted studies on infants who were raised in orphanages with very little human contact and interaction. These children received adequate nutrition and basic hygiene care, but lacked individual attention, emotional care, and stimulation. Many of these children became apathetic and unresponsive, and some failed to thrive and died despite the absence of organic disease. Uh, this condition was sometimes referred to as hospitalism or anaclytic depression. As for why this was so commonplace until the fairly recent past, well, for a start, orphanages were and are traditionally understaffed and overcrowded, mm -hmm. meaning that even if a member of staff did want to have the time to be caring towards the babies, they couldn't. Um, th there were also some incredible misunderstandings around attachment and development. Um, but one of the biggest issues, I would say, personally, is conservatism in its true form. The idea of emotional distance to get a child to learn to fend for itself rather than relying on the parent. The concept huh? of, oh, if you pick up the child when it cries, it'll just cry all the time. So so let it cry until it stops. Um, l like it or not, yeah, and th that's a fucking belief that people... People still have now um like it or not this conservatism is wrapped up in religiosity right spare the rod spoil the child and so on and so forth and it's not lost on me that most orphanages until the very recent past were run by one religion or another most likely the catholic fucking church mm. um Peterson ignores all of this to instead say, aha, if people aren't in a system that loves them like God loves them, then they will wither and die, and that is all you can expect from the state which loves no one. Whereas the reality of the situation is, of course, that when things are run by the state, they are regulated heavily and carefully to ensure the safety <laughs> of those who are a part of it. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. Oh, hey, what do you know? There's also like a tinge of misogyny to it. You know what mm. I mean? Like that there's this kind of women. All these dumb women. Yeah. <laughs> they, like didn't women didn't they didn't know. They didn't know. How to be a, <laughs> didn't know how to mother yeah. and no yeah. women. Because I'm sorry. Do you think there were men working in Victorian orphanages? <laughs> no. And so they just didn't know how to be mothers except for fat. Anna? That is so fucking absurd. <laughs> yeah, I, cu I couldn't find anything about Fat Anna, about, about fucking orphanages in Romania. I couldn't find anything about this this journalist in New York this that got man interested. read <laughs> Just, that in a chain whoop. email that he got Something, on fucking AOL I, and I don't know stuck in his fucking it. head because it's yeah. bullshit. That's mm -hmm. obviously not true. Yeah. I mean, Again, I'm not there, saying that a, there isn't a, a, there's a difference. Yeah. Right. Like, there's... There, Obviously, scientifically, they absolutely have been, you know, the monkey with the, you know, the wire and the whatever. Right. All the obviously. Yes, obviously, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, way that he's putting this forth. Because, his name, but yeah. I, right. And it's also so black and white the way that like he's thinking black and white thinking. Oh, we so we talked about the bite model and about kind of like cultic behavior, high pressure, um, high control group behavior last uh we can opera and so i mm -hmm. sorry if i'm referencing something from you know behind the you know on the patreon or whatever but um I, I think that it's really important to point this kind of stuff out because this is thought stopping this is black and white yeah. thinking this is kind of like couching misinformation in something that's that seems reasonable if you if you're if your reasoning is motivated it's just that's 
It's I mean, the, so the, the concept, absurd. the concept, that the every child who was sent, you know, every child under one that was sent to an orphanage a hundred years ago died. He said a hundred percent. A hundred percent. like so many that's times. That's insane. That is insane. Also, um, honestly, even to understand the dis- the implications of disease in the forties and fifties versus now, yeah, who fucking yeah. knows, dude? Yeah, like right. it just doesn't. Yeah. I, mm. But yeah, but he, he was like, he was we've learned uh, a lot since then. I just Yeah, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. All right. That's but, yeah. completely S- insane. <laughs> state things are state things are regulated and and culpable if something yeah. goes wrong. A lot of the religious things uh, were not and are not. Um religious schools is another fucking example to get into. Anyway, there's there's a lot there to unpack, especially. Oh, yeah, in the this United pro- States. I never heard of it. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Um so uh, Russell has uh, has already intimated that he and Jordan Peterson are friends, um, and he wants to talk to his friend about um, how he is a victim. This total pessimism, this pessimistic take that the, the the power dynamic modality offers, even though I can understand it as a lens because that is one way of observing trends and by the nature of power power will determine outcomes that's what power actually is but you said some stuff earlier about nihilism which when married to this uh, power narrative that we're currently discussing makes a lot of sense because i've seen an absence of values when under attack that i recognize a kind of war against nature a war against any kind of universal principle to which we might align ourselves, with which we might align ourselves, that nothing is constant or consistent, that there is no benign force behind any of these avatars. There's no such thing as the good father, except perhaps for a submissive father. There is no complexity afforded in its opposite, if indeed you want to see masculine and feminine as opposite. Certainly, perhaps we could regard them as pairs. But there is no acknowledgement that there is a clear mendacity taking place in many narratives that I've personally encountered and experienced. Principles like innocent before uh, innocent till proven guilty are just just cast aside in an instant. And, and, And I see a sense within this mode, an appetite to destroy Many components that are the, uh, certainly are the, um, within the remit of morality, within the rubric of morality, i.e., sexuality, humor, maleness, femaleness, like all of these, it's almost as if there is a kind of bold attempt to strip us down into molecules in some way, meaningless molecules, which is part of nihilism, to strip away the possibility of benign and loving and successful relationships between men and women, the removal of nuance and complexity, (laughs) in order to create... You know, certainly what I'm struck by, I don't know in order to create what, but I do recognize... Atomized atomized slaves. Atomized slaves. Well, so... Yeah. Um, Fucking what? Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Jesus. the mask is definitely off here. This is definitely how Russell feels. Um, so the attacks on Russell Brand, as he calls them, attacks. Um, I call them him being outed as a serial rapist, <laughs> accountability, and assaulter. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, they're, they're apparently an attack on sexuality, humor, maleness, and femaleness, and the idea of innocent until proven guilty has just been cast aside. Um, to which I say, yet again, Russell, I'm going to continue calling you a rapist because you are one, and if you want to go to court over it, I'll happily prove it there based on the weight of the evidence against you. Not one legal case or defense has been raised by Russell or his legal team, no. who have previously been amongst the most litigious people on the planet, and there's good fucking reason for that. Um, but no, it's all actually a conspiracy to turn us all into atomized slaves, according to him and Jordan Peterson. <laughs> that gave me the ick, listening mm -hmm. to that. That's I'm like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. this is... This is where we're going. Also, like, how fucking yeah. selfish to take this conversation to, like, I, it just, it would never even occur to me to, like, defend myself in this conversation. Like, I don't relate to where I, Russell's I, I think, brain goes, but he's I think just, it's like, a constant he, he, manipulator. He, he knows that Jordan Peterson is someone that he can do this with he's some, someone who he can express side. these yeah yeah who, who he can express these views to and, and jordan will be like yeah no you're all, you're right on buddy you're a hundred percent we should be allowed to rape people that that yeah, should right? be what we're allowed to do culture <laughs> like, what? has ruined our ability to rape with impunity how dare how very dare well, yeah i mean it's a it's a I big mean, problem hope. for the budding rapists out there right <laughs> yeah right you know it's a, they it's have a plenty concern. of role models to tell you that. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, that rationale is a. I mean, you know it what? It removes though? all nuance of sexual relationships and blah blah blah. And okay, what okay. he did just do mm. was so plainly outline and explain his own rationale, like how he rationalizes it in his brain. How yeah. the, that was his internal narrative externalized in a way that's obviously like flowery um yeah. as he's wont to do but uh, yeah that's what th i mean there i think there is value not to to toot our horns here but i think there's value in pointing out and and enshrining that moment and like oh this is what he thinks yeah because yeah. that's going to be useful once these fucking lawsuits or investigations or whatever start coming down the fucking pike because i, I mean if oh yeah yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 I've resigned myself to like, well, there's like really very little at all that we can do except for pretty much this born and like, well, we told you, we tried, it's here, yeah, it's right yeah. here. Here's, here's, here's the stuff that we found at least, you know. That, that, and if a person something. in your life is doing this, well, that's a mm. problem. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's, that's something. You know, maybe that is the the efficacy that we can have in someone's life is like, oh, well, I've heard that kind of weird ass rationale. That's been excused away in my life before. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I should be acutely aware of this person. Uh, Danger, yeah, Will Robinson. Yeah, maybe, yeah or maybe, just keep an maybe, eye maybe, on maybe. it. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Keep uh, keep a weather eye on I can't on that imagine person. where this is even going to Okay, man. It's, we've been <laughs> all over the map already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well, yeah, okay, we're, we're going to continue going all over yeah. the map because uh, next next Jordan Peterson has some ideas on what the left has to offer to people. There there's no there's no escaping the drive to unity. 
the, the only question is unity under what principle? And if it's not the proper principle, it's the Tower of Babel, and that is a degenerating totalitarianism, or the dynamic between tyrant and slave. And of course, that begs the question, is there a proper principle, right? And your point is, we're in an era where even the notion of proper principle itself is under full out assault. And that's certainly a consequence of the deconstructionist tendency. But it's entirely counterproductive because it does fail to take into account the existence, well, the existence of the very goodness whose absence is the reason for the accusation of tyranny and power to begin with. Right now, you might say, well, why is that happening? And I would say, it's part, it's part the desire to allow personal wish for superordinate power to reign supreme. It's partly the wish to have no restriction whatsoever on the gratification of hedonistic desire. That's another thing. And I think this is, again, true of the radical left. The radical left offers endless hedonistic gratification as the potential reward for subord <laughs> for full subordination to the utopia of the state and that's an illusory offering partly because self-serving hedonistic gratification is actually indistinguishable from the power that is being um resisted right we know we know i'll leave that i'll leave that for the time being <laughs> oh. Hit a wall, did you? Please tell uh, me what yeah. you meant. Please this fucking is how, help how me. I, I would love for him to finish that thought. Yeah, so, so <laughs> us on the left just want everybody to be fucking and sucking and sucking and fucking and eating and consuming everything possible at all times. I mean, it doesn't sound that bad, honestly, but you'd need a solid cleanup crew. I, uh, I, I don't quite understand what he means by the power that's being resisted is actually the same as endless hedonistic gratification, because that's certainly not how society works for me, or the state for that matter. So no we may shit. never know. We may no never know, but shit. Like, wh wh what I am learning is is a lot about myself tonight, so so my Ooh. brain is going to implode soon, and also <laughs> I just want everyone to be fucking and sucking at every available moment. Thanks, Jordan. Where yeah. would I be without you? <laughs> isn't the state repressive control for them? Like, isn't that, like, the right. argument? That the the problem with the state is repression and control. Is, this, is the state trying to force everyone to fuck? Is that what's happening? Fuck and fuck and suck. No, the, I I mean, uh, but j oh, I would love two yeah. thoughts he has yeah. to be consistent because, like, I've I have heard enough of Jordan yeah. Peterson and you know in, in in my like media consumption in a critical way because honestly I don't know how else you can really take it. No. What? And the ideas are so. I don't like having to take it at all. I know shit. I mean, it's just mm. like uh, it's it's a bouncy ball. Like it's not it's not anything. It's mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's stupid. That's cr I mean. <laughs> Yes, it's very stupid, and and that, that exactly why I exactly why I cut that clip. Exactly why I cut that clip. I heard that and I thought that's fucking dumb. <laughs> Watching him 
paint his <laughs> silly ass into a corner. Then he's like, well, this has yeah. run its He just did course. it to himself. Yeah. Just did it to himself. It's like, this is what the left offer. They just, they offer endless hedonism and gratification. Wait, where am I going with this? Fuck. The notion that people pay him I'll, to speak. I'll save that for another time. Oh, they pay him so much money for so many other things as well. They, like, he's a fucking life coach. He's all manner of shit. The power um, of marketing, it's, dude. It's so gross. I know. I know. I mean, he's uh, got, you know, pretty slick websites. I'll give him that. Um, so yeah, in he the can next... hire people? Cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's groundbreaking. He's good, at, he's good at being white and having money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the, we got to the bottom of the problem. I think we've di we've discovered who Jordan Peterson is. He's a white rich guy. Okay. Um, you're welcome, everybody. That's our show. All right, Bust. we're done. Uh, Fixed it. <laughs> um, no. So in 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 the next clip again, we're going to keep moving all over the place here because next I bet. we we. I we bet. We have some thoughts on communism this time. Oh, no. Now, you asked earlier, too, is it that there is a conspiracy that's working behind the scenes? And I would say this is something I learned primarily from reading Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Like Solzhenitsyn noted that there is the best way to conceptualize the ideas of communism aren't as ideas. They're not descriptions of the nature of reality. They're not objective scientific theories they're animating principles they're more like a spirit and if you launch a spirit mm. into the world which is like a principality of ideas the spirit unfolds in accordance with its nature and that's that was solzhenitsyn's explanation for example for why no matter where communism was tried the same dreadful outcomes occurred that was in keeping with the nature of that spirit. And so there is a spirit afoot that is attempting to centralize and it acts as if it's a conspiracy and there are conspiratorial elements to it. But it's mostly a manifestation of something that's best regarded as, well, it's a, look, it's a principality or a, you could even think, you can think about it as a transcendent spirit. Like, okay. <laughs> So, one of the things I like about doing these kinds of episodes, much like the RFK Jr. episode, is I, I get to hear something like, oh, this person said X, or this happened at this point in history, and I get to go, did it? Or did they say that? Let's find out. So, <laughs> Tell me how did, wrong he is. Did Alexander Solzhenitsyn claim that communism is not, in fact, ideas and is a spirit? And that's why no matter where communism is tried, it's given over to dictators and has horrible outcomes. Lauren, what is your immediate guess on that? I think that. I know why he sticks to stories and fables and movies <laughs> that he can make stuff up about. I bet it's not. I bet it's not. Uh huh. Uh -huh yeah. Uh -huh, yeah. Ding, uh -huh, ding, ding, uh -huh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, -huh, uh, -huh, uh -huh. So, so, so JP is a little bit full of it once again, uh, mm. throwing his own interpretation of someone's words out there as being the only and correct interpretation. Um, didn't or make any fucking correct sense interpretation. to me. That was. Yeah, that would that that mess. would be something. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't find anything of Solzhenitsyn claiming communism is a spirit of any kind. Uh, what I do know is that Solzhenitsyn's works are laced with metaphors and symbolism, used to critique the application of communism in Soviet Russia 
specifically. And it's very probable that uh, Jordan Peterson got lost in one of those somewhere um, and, and just, uh, I don't know, just kind of inflicted himself upon it. Um, having served in the, uh, in the Soviet army during World War II, Solzhenitsyn was arrested for criticizing Joseph Stalin in a private letter um, and spent eight years in the Gulag, uh, the Soviet labor camp system. Um, his experience in the Gulag formed the basis for much of his writing and his views on communism. Uh, he largely critiques totalitarianism, dehumanization, oppression, censorship, ideological dogmatism, and mistreatment of intellectuals. Uh, he was also a devout Christian and believed materialist Marxism neglected the spiritual and ethical facets of life and that Soviet Russia was devoid of morality. So I mostly agree with him, but you can also see exactly why someone like Jordan Peterson would read this guy's work specifically. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but Jordan Peterson is wrong. Also not, um, under, not understanding it enough to explain it no, accurately. No, 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 no. You, you, you can see why he was drawn to it. He was like, oh, oh, Christian guy saying all these things that are wrong with communism. I like it. I'm into this. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what his, um, like how, how good he is at actually digesting information at this point to... good at all. <laughs> no no his uh, his reading comprehension is questionable <laughs> uh, and anyway I, listen i'm just speaking from every time i've heard him try to explain a thing yeah yeah it, it 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 feels like because obviously the, the the problem in an interview setting in something like this especially is that he can throw this out and then breeze past it and the interviewer is not going to know what the fuck he's talking yeah, about sure. so the interviewer will be like sure that sounds right and and no one will ever question it um and w which is why then i get to look at it and be like oh no this is complete bullshit and someone should be looking at this um you know and it, it's the exact problem with fucking jordan peterson appearing on joe rogan every fucking couple of weeks um anyway yep. centralization is a transcendent spirit or principality that has conspiracy-like tendencies apparently it could possibly be that centralization is bred from necessity due to having so so many people on an increasingly complex and better connected planet no it's a spirit like in avatar the last airbender and it's gonna fuck our shit up that's what's gonna happen have you seen that show by the way no you should watch it. It's great. I've heard it's uh, fantastic. It's, it's phenomenal. Starts off a little kind of kitty in like the first kind of, I don't know, half a season. And then BAM! Shit goes down. Um, and it just gets progressively darker. I don't know. I, I, any kids show that deals with genocide as a subject, like you, you, you it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah. Um, anyway, next we get uh, yet more evidence that Jordan Peterson and these people in general just fucking live in movies, man. Think about the idea of, of Satan for a minute. Now, you might say, well, is Satan real? And I don't like questions like that because those questions are always predicated on the assumption that we know what real means. And we don't, right? Because we don't have access to the fundamental, uh, the fundamental truths of what is real and what isn't. But I can tell you the ways in which Satan is real. So... Imagine the figure of the Joker, who we've seen emerge repeatedly in popular no. culture in recent years. Well, <laughs> the Joker is an approximation of the satanic figure. And the best Joker was Heath Ledger's, I would say. And, and he, was, he was king of the criminals. Mm. And, and why? Well, the criminals 
they weren't entirely criminal. They were mafia types, you know. They still wanted money. They still wanted women. They still wanted power. So they were sort of like you. Now, they bend the rules to get it, but they weren't heretical to the point where they would burn a pile of money just to make a point, right? Whereas the Heath Ledger Joker, it was like nothing sacred to him. Like nothing. Absolutely, 100% nothing. Now, is that a real spirit? Well, you know, when you've been pushed past your limit by the suffering in your life, and you believe that you've been put upon to a degree that's 100% untenable because of the underlying inadequacy of the cosmic structure, then it could easily be that you will invite the spirit that holds nothing sacred to dwell within you and let its destructive force entirely loose. Now, is that real? I'll tell you, man, it's real enough to entice 17-year-olds to shoot up their high schools. Uh, it's plenty real. Uh, 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 mm. you, he has made me want to watch that movie again, I've got to say. That is a great performance from Heath Ledger. He's not wrong about that. Um, but uh, Satan is real. Awesome. Um, and the school- Joker. And, and the Joker. <laughs> Is a figure it's that keeps really coming hard. up again and again in pop culture. It's a hard. It's this is yeah, yeah since for him, the sixties yeah. since Batman. That's 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 how this works. Um, I can uh, also concede that Heath Ledger is probably the best, but Jack Nicholson's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Camp. Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix did a fucking terrific job. You know, like yeah, know, but, but like him doing a terrific job is a mm. bummer. <laughs> That's true. That is very, very true. That is, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he, he's he, amazing, he, he, and my stomach hurts. Yeah, no, for right. sure. Right. I mean, and, 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 and I'm sorry, and, I don't want to go and, down that road. It's just it's no, like, no, no. It's, this it's is fine. So, it's I, m- much easier to talk about that than what he's discussing. That's, <laughs> yeah, but also, and, like, I feel like I'm hanging on by a thread whenever Russell goes on a tirade. But like, this is mm, worse. I and yeah. it's so like, just he'll he'll come. It's just. It's, he just will st- it's like he's stumbling on a, a rocky beach and he'll just mm. well i stumbled on that one and pick it up and look at it and then i gotta go stumble on my next idea and they probably go together i guess i just really like this feels so disparate for someone that it's their job to think about talk about and write about this stuff it's so incoherent yeah, yeah he makes a fortune off doing this i, I don't know how but <laughs> But he does, um, yeah. But That's anyway, sa- sa- Satan's Satan's real. School shootings, I'm sure, have absolutely nothing to do with gun culture or media culture or white nationalism or the inherent lack of mental health facilities for teenagers or the many many other issues that cause the phenomenon. Or the, the insistence phenomenon. on the notion that Satan is real. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's Satan, right? Totally there's reductionist, un- and then there's fifties reductionist, and Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Peterson is the latter, right? Oh, something bad happened. Well, it must be the devil, right? That's that's exactly who we're dealing with here. Fifteen fifties. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Burn him at the stake. Oh, um. Oh God. Yeah. So which I'm relying very heavily on you newt. explaining yeah. what the fuck he's saying to me. <laughs> like I just, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, one of the one of the many reasons I don't like having to deal with Jordan Peterson is it does take a lot of unpicking us to try and figure out what the fuck he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> you know, and and, and you know. 
the the kind of the the last interview that w- that they did that we didn't cover yeah. was mostly a lot of this kind of shit. I think they talked about the Joker then as well. Um, but but it was that's but it true. was yeah. No, he likes bringing up the Joker quite. Yeah, he really yeah. likes the Joker. I've heard that I think, in other places. Yeah. Yeah, I think weird, I think he man. dressed up as the Joker for Halloween. I think at some point. Um, but but yeah. But um, but but yeah, like but that conversation was just there was nothing. It was all this. It was all just like bleh, fucking yeah. bullshit. And I was like, well, there's nothing. There's nothing for me to latch onto there. Whereas what we're dealing with now, because I I think because Russell is just getting more comfortable in in his skin of like, well, the people who are with me are with me, and the people who aren't aren't, and and yeah. that's where I'm going. Um, you know, that's and so dangerous. It is. A- it's. It's definitely worse. Yeah, getting um, your and- sea legs as a credibly accused rapist and still powering <laughs> through it doesn't yeah, sound that's, safe. That's that's a hell of a way to put it. Yeah, yeah, that um, that uh, somehow stabilized him. That's that's the that's the worst fucking well, thing. I, um, I mean, stabilized him as not necessarily as a person but but uh, but in in doing his show i think maybe stabilize um, his his mission statement point of view kind of yeah thing. yeah 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 right um one, one thing i do want to pick up Blech. on from from that last little clip there is that jordan peterson just described burning a big pile of money as heresy that's the word he used he described it as a heretical act so to to view that as heretical you must to a certain degree worship money which says a lot about the man that Uh we're listening to um but apparently russell didn't quite get the memo and you might say well is it an external reality well if you decide to take a turn in the abysmal direction. You have plenty of role models. And the archetypal role model of the abyss is Satan. Is that real? You could make a case that that's that's as real as it gets, buddy. Like, how real is Auschwitz? Like, that's real. Buddy. Love it. I love what I love there is your repetition of the refrain "nothing sacred," and of course that declarative motif within communism that there can be no god, there can be there can be nothing sacred. Of course, though, sacrosanct within versions of it are all sorts of principles of centralization, and even in original Marxism, I would say some of the folk aspects of that, like you know, you should have a bit of time off now and again, <laughs> were as close to sacred as I dare to say that goes. I love too the analysis of the joker there as a true nihilist that uh, that there is no possibility of anything other than heresy because the sacrosanct exists nowhere not even in mammon i love that idea and i'm reminded of a, a british group stroke uh, artist uh, c- uh, group co- called uh, klf who burned a million pounds once as a sort of like literally piled it up and burned it as a as a sort of a kind of you know as a installation so it's like an interesting moment to sort of like to transcend the values of a pop culture that ultimately does have a kind of embedded nihilism uh, woven through its materialism, which I suppose is, you know, that as you talked about earlier, it's not true nihilism. Materialism tends to emerge from it, as well as terror and dread and the shadows of all that are good start to emerge there. Whoops. Um, uh, Yeah. uh, Ah, yes. Jordan... Burning a big pile of money is a heretical act, but also this artist group that I kind of like did that once as a sort of point about society at large, so it's also cool, right? Um, 
the, the reality yeah they just the talked way, right past each other it was it was, pr- it was pretty just, incredible whew. i just there, there was just so much ass kissing going on and then and then a complete like oh yeah but burning money isn't that great <laughs> Like, can you imagine? Literally, just described it as heresy. Like, if we're trying to have a conversation, (laughs) which we do into microphones once a week, yeah, yeah, and if we like disagreed with each other Mm. so profoundly, and Mm. then just didn't address it, like. (laughs) That's absurd to me. The only way you could do that is to not be listening. I tell you what. I tell you what. There are a good number of, um, like, especially early on in the in the first chunk of this interview, because I think we're into the second one now. Um, in the in the first chunk of this interview, where Jordan Peterson gives an answer, and Russell doesn't even respond or acknowledge or react. He just goes into the next question. Yeah, it's, look how, it's how not so unnatural. It's bizarre. Um, but then, but then, but then. Then he d- he decides to to segue into like look how engaged and and how much I understand you and how intelligent I am, Daddy, and and you know he's mm. he's very much on that kind of tip mm. for for the rest of the interview. Um, the reality, by the way, about this group KLF um, burning a million pounds um, is like they 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 were a band um, and and artists and they made documentaries and shit as well, but they 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 never actually explained definitively their reasons for burning a million pounds back in nineteen ninety five um so no no one to this day is quite a hundred percent sure uh they have since expressed regret for doing so and <laughs> friends of friends of I theirs bet. claim that they've they've <laughs> never been the same since yeah, uh, yeah like, I bet. Well, I apparently bet. Uh, apparently uh, afterwards they were sat there with kind of a harrowed look on their face i'm like i'm not surprised um it, it took two hours for it to burn as well um it's like the ultimate self prank that's oh yeah yeah i mean i i appreciate the um the uh the intention but you know i mean Mm. from a personal from a personal perspective it's like you you know explain that one to your kids you know i mean but also like (laughs) yeah there's like (laughs) the notion of like money is the root of all evil yeah Yeah, but you still have to live in the world like that's exactly and and it's that like you know that freshman college kind of edgy mm, idea that wow it doesn't really shake out in the wash, does it? Like, eh. no, actually, and 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 then all that happened was they they became known as the guys who burned a million pounds, and yeah. and and that just kind of cemented their next few years. And that, as far as I'm aware, I mean, they just kind of disappeared. I do appreciate. Well, it almost feels like the performance art was there, <laughs> the aftermath <laughs> to me. Like that's mm. kind of like that's cool in a way, because like yeah, like I it, I mean so so uh, that was kind of of basically all the money that they had earned from being a band through I like bet. the 80s and, yeah. and everything you know and, and so they were just like right we're gonna burn it all as a big statement not kind of realizing i, I think that like okay but the, this is this is everything that you have achieved commercially as a band and just burning that that's that's a lot yeah you still get your artistic success but you know the commercial success counts for something in the system we live in you shouldn't just throw that away <laughs> um but Likes they did. doesn't pay your rent 
No, a lot not. of us have learned that lesson. No, yeah. it does not. Neither does exposure, because uh, they got yeah, a bit of that, and they're exactly. back to being poor. You can't um, buy groceries <laughs> with exposure. Yeah, that's no, you that's, cannot. I mean, well, and I, I do kind of respect that they didn't ever put a fine point on it because i feel like good art doesn't need like yeah no they 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 kind of they vagued around it they vagued around it for I the most part that. yeah yeah that. yeah i um e even to this day it's it's fairly impressive um you know it's been nearly 30 years at this point i like that they um, regretted it that's that's yeah i know i know I'm, I'm like that's very human that's, that's i would regret it i would definitely fucking regret that kind of makes the art way better they're like oh no <laughs> fuck Fuck, um, you know it's it's filmed and everything. I'll, I'll have to find the footage or something nice. for off brand. I don't know, um, but uh, but yeah, R Russell at the end there decided to throw in you know a few more digs into materialism as he likes to do, making it nice and clear that oh, yeah, nihilism is an issue, but it's materialism we're really discussing here, isn't it? Which obviously to Russell just means absence of religiosity. He doesn't mean it in the scientific sense, which is what led to him and Dawkins talking across purposes for a good 10 minutes he just means secularism when he says it and so when he's on about all oh, the darkness and the shadow he's like that's just you don't follow religion that's it his life is terrible that's that's the that's what i'm getting from this that's that's pretty much the the unifying message from this whole two hours of interview from, from it's John what you Peterson. have to tell yourself yeah to stay in the boat you know to like stay free to not yeah sounds real yeah funny. Yeah. Um the 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 reason by the way that the kind of perspective has shifted um is that uh you know there there are little kind of uh, segues for Russell to kind of tell people to go to Rumble or whatever in between segments of the interview which is great. Um real uh not jarring at all. Um now Russell starts to make a semi-decent point about the dangers of excess and addiction in the next clip uh, before Peterson interjects and goes off on a chan tangent and uh, he tells on himself quite a bit. Now, when you talk about the hedonic as a transcendent and mobilizing force, I'm uh, reminded of Blake's Oof, famous edict, you know, it's the that. road of excess that leads to the palace of yep. wisdom. Perhaps because in some kind of my cup runneth over type way, in true ecstasy, you might burst the bounds of the self and discover the transcendent through ecstasy. Although personally, I've discovered that's a dangerous route to ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, but you discover, but you discover something else there too, Russell. You know, one of the things Nietzsche pointed out very wisely was that most morality was convention and cowardice. Right. And so yeah, yeah. I always see this when when people go after while well, you've been in this in this in this in this ballpark recently. But I remember Tiger Woods, you know, and people pillorying him for his affair affairs. And I look at a situation like that and I think to all the men in particular who were, you know, decrying Woods immorality, which I don't approve of, by the way. And that's not my point is like, look, buddy. If the Swedish bikini team was waiting for you in a bus when you were done your golf game, you'd be in there like a mad dog. And so don't be playing any, you know, moral games because you're so useless. No woman will look at you. No woman will touch me. And therefore, I'm celibate and moral. It's like, no, you're not. You're just contemptible and useless. And you would fold at the first offered temptation. <laughs> and for the women who are... um moralizing in an equivalent manner it's like you're so sure you wouldn't throw yourself at the feet of the first 
stellar celebrity that happened to wander into your line of vision, A, because just because that hasn't happened to you, because you are desirable enough or brave enough to make it happen, doesn't mean you wouldn't be susceptible to that temptation. <laughs> wow. I think I think Jordan Peterson's sex life is not particularly great. That is my <laughs> that is my my immediate takeaway. So I, I I don't know what you heard there, but what I heard is I want to fuck the Swedish bikini team, and also I'm contemptible and useless. And any woman who critiques a male philanderer is an undesirable coward. Um he seems to be pretty okay with men who fuck, and he's uh, he's been a critic of female birth control, so it doesn't take a huge leap to guess his feelings about sexually liberated women. Oh, he fucking but hates men... women. Uh huh. Oh it. yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's um, it. But men, ah, what are you gonna do? Bang the Swedish bikini team like a rabid dog, I guess. What? Rabid way, dog. Dude. Well, he, he said mad dog, but yeah, yeah same diff. Oh uh, um, yeah. Also, also, what is a bikini team anyway? Is it like a sport? Like, oh yeah, we we must look the best in the bikinis, you know? Like, what what? Um, As models, I was raised on Married a, with Children. A, I know all about a bikini, bikini team. team. A bikini yeah. team—that's a thing. No, I mean, well, the thing is, is it's like it's it's <laughs> a phrase. I uh -huh. was raised on early '90s television. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That they, 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 that as an entity or a notion, <laughs> the Swedish bikini team is so fucking early '90s. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's such just, a moment. In my head, I'm like, is it a volleyball thing? Is there like a no? They're like, models. I don't know. They're models that show up at car shows. Yeah, and just like are hot for money. That's not like which... a team. I mean, that's a, that's just a collection of, of well, the, on I guess TV what is a team, I suppose. Th yeah, well, <laughs> they would show up. Well, they look very athletic, but like they would show well, yeah, up on yeah, a bus. Yeah. I mean, actually, no, empty I, I, out. I'm not sure, I agree. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they're thin. I think there's a difference between thin and athletic. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> I mean, I well, that was, but that was the look. Athletic was the look in the early '90s. You, thin, like thin for the mm. you know that like rail thin wasn't really the ish from whenever I know exactly the moment that he is referring to in pop mm. culture. And it mm. was like it was thin, absolutely, but tall, athletic, tan, you know, blonde. Yeah, I, I guess my my '90s culture kind of knowledge comes in kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer onwards. You know, that's that's my that's my. Uh, Gotta Married with Children show. was a much earlier <sighs> moment. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. But yeah, they all make Christina Applegate. That was kind of the thing. But like that's um that like <laughs> that notion, it's so antique. I, like I knew exactly what he was talking about because I've been conditioned from TV. Oh no, no, but, like, I, I I I know what he's hilarious. trying to say, but I'm also like, what the fuck is a bikini team? That's well, that the, can't be a thing. The American version <laughs> was like the Hawaiian Tropic Girls. Cause yeah, right. you have a you have a pack of gals that like obviously travel all mm -hmm. the time on one bus in bikinis, heels, full face of makeup, and their hair done so they can empty out in a comical like procession at just the worst <laughs> time for a particular man. That is absolutely right. What the yes, is. I I remember the yeah I remember yeah. the trope. Yes, Very yeah, much yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is quite yeah. funny to be fair. Um, I love that just women being hot can be a sport. <laughs> That's a problem. That's a team. That's <laughs> yes. a team. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm, I, again, I don't have a problem with the with the bikini team. I just, I would like clarification. That's all. Fucking hilarious <laughs> notion. <laughs> oh <Exactly>. dear. <laughs> um, now, for, a from mad dog, you gotta yes, be a mad. dog. Gotta go at him like a mad dog, like a cartoon auga wolf with your tongue That's... flapping behind you in the breeze. I mean, you don't you have can... any other choice as a man, of course. You, you can picture it from this guy, though, can't you? You'd like he he. Would oh. like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, you know, and and you do have to wonder. Like, I, I know you have to pay so everything. much fucking money, dude. <laughs> well, but also, what he's this saying is, is like that. What he is, he is still married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. he is insisting is, if confronted with that, <laughs> I don't know if the opportunity. I, I don't know if the uh the team has any agency. In this moment of like, are I, you just I, on? I, I you just I find think, yourself on the I, bus. I, th I think I think the, the the team wants to fuck, and that's the that's the that's the starting point One of this situation. <laughs> the entire that well, yeah, the that they want to fuck. Um, yeah, and that yeah. this is this is just like browbeating every woman, wife, partner. That well, you better fucking put up with it because it's once mm -hmm. in a lifetime. How dare how many, you? Right, hang on, hang on. How how many women are on the Swedish bikini team? <laughs> I know, I know this is, this, I'm picturing like 10, 15. Uh, 8 to 12. Okay, okay, I was saying 10 to 15. Okay, I think there's, there's a middle ground that we can page. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're on the Swedish <laughs> bikini team page. I think we're on the same uh, bus. Oh, yeah. God. I mean, we're the equipment managers, obviously, but we're still on the bus. <laughs> no, no, God, I don't want to be the equipment manager for that orgy. Jesus. I don't know. That's... Oh, not the orgy part. It kind of seems like uh, fun. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, if you get to join in, I guess, sure. Fine, fine. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, though not exhausting. if Jordan Peterson's involved, but you know. Yeah, no. but, uh, then, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like the agency of women <sighs> is so absent from like his mind palace. Like yes. it's just. Yes. Not only does the bikini team have to fucking put up or shut up, but so does they the all, wife. Nah, they, they, they all just, in this scenario, they, they all immediately have a wide on. That's what's happening. They're, they're all just sploosh. Let's go. Let's let's have you, Jordan. It's so um, embarrassing. It's so yeah, embarrassing I, to hear a I, man say. <laughs> It is. It's. It's. It's pretty. It's a pretty grim kind of admonishment of 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 his own uh, of his own sexual existence. Because I do also have to think like, how many people out there want to fuck Jordan Peterson? Because uh, I don't feel like it's a long list. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are crazy people out there. There's a lid for every pot. What are you gonna do? Uh. Uh. uh I mean, he is married. You know, he he's clearly done it at least once. Um. Anyway. So uh, Russell from here goes on a bit of a jag about materialism being devoid of meaning and how can we trust anything that's devoid of meaning and what these people are saying about God not existing. Um, it's nothing new for him, but Peterson's response to it is fascinatingly dumb. I see you've got well, some thoughts. Okay, okay. Well, well look, um, one of the things that the prophet Elijah establishes Elijah is the prophet that appears with Christ when he's out. transfigured along with Moses. And so in the Christian tradition, as well as the Jewish tradition, Elijah is held up as one of the two most um, important prophets, right? Okay, so why Elijah? Well, Elijah defeats the god of nature, Baal, and also is the first person to posit that whatever God is, is identical with the still small voice within. That's actually a phrase from 
the book of Elijah, right, right. So he identifies God within with conscience. Okay, now, well, think about why the materialists abandoned God. Well, the first mistake they made was assuming that God would be found in nature. Well, the Jews dispensed with that idea like 3,000 years ago. If you're going to look in nature, you're not going to find God because that's not where he is. Right. And then the other thing that happens if you're a scientist is that you define what's real as what's objective. Well, if God has an aspect of the subjective, then of course, none of your scientific in investigations are going to reveal God because you made God not part of the game in the initial formulation of the rules. And you can't say, well, the rules forbid us to discover God, and lo, we've not discovered God. It's like, well, you excluded him to begin with. Oh, we can't find God because we were just intentionally looking elsewhere. Like, we're playing hide-and-seek with a five-year-old, right? God is hiding behind the couch, and we just intentionally look everywhere but the couch, right? Where has God gone? I can't find him. It's a mystery, like I do with my kid. Like, like that's what that's what's happened. That's what's happened. We, we can't else, find God because we, yeah. we intentionally okay. exclude Does he mean now yeah. or like ever? Uh, I'm guessing ever, like, like the whole of science forever. That's like most of science was to the glory of God. Like that's actually like historically completely fucking wrong. Like what he just said. Like yeah, yeah, the notion yeah. of like studying nature was a was a godly was to, pursuit. To, to find God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, abs absolutely. You know the and fucking golden ratio and all that shit. You know, like, have yeah, absolutely yeah. found God through nature. I feel like that's like one of the last roots I can possibly I, that I can absolutely forgive. Like it's and kind of the nicest thing Christians fucking have to say is like God's real. Look at a sunset. Like okay, that yeah, sounds God, lovely. God, it God is a tree. Okay, fine. You're sure. you're Taoist now, I guess. I don't know. Um, there, there's another point to make here about the concept of God only existing in the subjective, which definitionally means God being based on or influenced by personal feelings, tastes, or opinions. So the concept of God is in fact completely fucking disunified if that is the case, and differs from person to person, huh. which actively works against Peterson's idea that we all need to be unified under god because all yeah. of the gods are different so he just debunked his own bullshit within the space of this interview because one of those two ideas has to be wrong for the other to make sense funny how like <laughs> we already figured that out like, yeah. we already yeah. got there earlier and he's not surprised just... yeah no <laughs> but, no but I but just... this is this is where we're at just okay. yeah yeah, the, the 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 idea that this man is some kind of intellectual powerhouse is fucking Dude. maddening. <laughs> oh, it's all it's all in the sales pitch. That's all. Yeah, it is. marketing is a is a hell of a drug. Straight oh, yes. up. Just you you just need lots of like images of you looking pensive at a camera. Just you know, doing doing the Mr. Burns thing. You, know. you need lots know, of what, money. What? He has I mean, I lots of a, money, and people spend lots of money on him. Fox, I need a prager. You all these fucking just like black holes of money. Mm. If there yeah. wasn't, well, yeah, like, he to, could to, not to do be able, this to be on able his to own. Afford, to be able to afford the the wing back leather chairs and the pinstripe suits for him to pose in, and the ads <laughs> and the production, like it's and the yeah, the the many many fucking things, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, yeah. A few 100%. assholes have bankrolled him for years. Yeah, because his ideas are profitable to, to, to them. And, so, um, and also, like, fucking, yeah, and he sells a book and he has a blah, blah, whatever. Like, he, yeah, yeah he yeah, needs piles of fucking cash to propel yeah. these stupid ass fucking, like, disparate, useless, like, navel gazing yeah. ideas. Yeah. What the fuck Go. do I know, though, right? I'm, I'm poor <laughs> and a woman. Ooh, well, rough. well, the. The, the there are thereabouts, and he, he he fucking hates trans people as well. So you know right. we're 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 everything that this guy hates. To be perfectly honest, um, if everything that this guy does not like, you know, if only we were people of color as well, that would really kind of cement it. Um, anyway, Jordan is uh, not quite finished with his thought. Now, I would say, and this is why. I'm actually believe I'm going to be speaking with Dawkins publicly at some point in the relatively near future. I'm looking forward to that because there is a rigor in the exclusion of God that's actually part of rendering unto Caesar what is Caesar's and unto God what is God's. Like we shouldn't be confusing God with what isn't God. And one of the science thing the scientists have done, the Enlightenment types have done, is certainly help us figure out where God isn't. And that's what's well, and you know, and that's and that careful delineated reductionistic thought has also massively expanded our technological ability and brought with it the possibility of a kind of abundance that was undreamed of before that. Now, I don't think that can last or maintain itself without its own destruction in the absence of an overarching ethos within which it's embedded. But you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But the 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 reductionist materialists who say there's no God in the reductive materialist world, it's like, well, yeah, what's your point? You're 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 you've already forbidden the evidence that would convince you from even existing. You're looking in the wrong places. Like I look, I think. Well, what's the what's compelling existence for the transcendent unity of all things? Let's say if we're maybe we can use that as a working definition of God. It's well, the alternative is a dreadful plurality. We already walked through that. What can you identify that unity with? Well, love's not a bad first pass approximation. Is it a relationship? Well, you have a relationship with your conscience, that pesky, mysterious little thing. Your your okay. interest com- Hells and calls to you like the burning bush called to Moses. That's the same sort of notion. Part of the reason that, you know, and, and Jung said this, part of the reason that modern man can't find God is because, well, he's looking in the wrong places, that's for sure. But Jung also said that, you know, modern people wouldn't look low enough. Maybe you discover God in the radical realization of your own insufficiency and sinfulness. You know, that's a classic idea. And I, I also... I also think that's true. Yeah. I think that is the case. You know, yeah. you, you. I became convinced of the religious substrate of existence, mostly from studying evil, not from studying good. Huh. It's like. Yeah. And also in also in despair in the uh, in the Bethlehem, the king will come not in the palaces of your life or in the opulence of your life. But when you're down among the animals in the manger, this is where the king will be born. This is where the chosen one will be found. Um, oh man, I've got so many questions. One the lowly. Yeah, the lowly, the lowly, the lowly. Yeah, and, and fucking Carl Jung has a lot to answer for with these fucking chuckleheads. Um, 
They have, however, struck on an astute point here, but I don't see it as a positive like they do. Um, yes, many people turn to religion in moments of despair, in moments where they've been brought low by life being fucking hard and brutal. To me, there is something damn near predatory about the nature of religion and how it can inflict itself upon people in those moments. Um, and I'm nodding, very listeners. intentionally has, <laughs> has done so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is not yeah. to say everything about it is inherently negative, but I would say in that moment where a person is in despair, give them support financially and through proper mental health care, and and tell me that that's somehow inadequate compared to religion. See see how they come out on the other fucking side of it, right? Yeah, um, I, I can tell you with absolute certainty that these two men here do not need religion. They need therapy. Years yeah. of it, decades of it. Yeah. Intensive yeah. fucking yeah. therapy. Um, good God, these people. Mm. I just... I don't feel like Russell was even. To, I don't know. It's uh... yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of a tangent there that they just yeah, like what, to, like what? It, I need okay. to look in the low places for God. Well, okay, how, but also how, how that, low are you? I don't think that that's hmm. what Jordan Peterson was saying. I, that's not what I got. That you know what though, all bets are off. I mean, <laughs> it's it's true. He he does he does talk himself kind of in circles quite a lot. So it is difficult to 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 pin him down on the first pass let's put it that way again yeah. i've had the benefit of listening to these clips multiple times so so at least three um more more than that more likely well there's just there's no building on an idea from his pre like what he has said before like i no, it, not I'm really almost it's, impressed it's like he, he will how he will... disjointed his ideas are like Obviously, I, I am cutting clips from two hours of interview here, so you know there, there there's um there's there's a lot. Um, and, I'm not going to use that as an excuse. It, like no, 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 no. Ne he's neither am I. I, I. In his own like, in, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, listener, if if you if you do go and watch the full full things, uh, you will understand why I I made the cuts that I did because holy shit, there's some hot garbage. And in that's there. absolutely fair um, to clarify. You're totally but, but, right. But um, but 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 also he does have. A tendency he'll he'll kind of he'll build on a thing for like maybe five minutes and then he'll fucking drop it and and and, and, and you know there, there there's there's one i think maybe point that he likes to come back to there's there's i think one and and that'll come up shortly but generally speaking yeah just fucking throw it by the he way just so keeps let's, painting let's without just keep, realizing where the door to the room is let's and then keep he just, trucking just keep painting um, oh no I'm going to yeah. be covered in paint to get out of this corner. I painted myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Jordan Peterson is a vocally transphobic piece of shit. And uh, in the next clip, Russell very nearly offers some pushback on those ideas. Now, when we talk about the, you know, the, what is the inherent problem with globalism when built into at least the, their rhetoric around as an authoritarian and centralized globalist state is the idea of unity. Actually, what we're talking about is tyranny. And what I think that we need to offer as an alternative to people is diverse, decentralized, but unified. Is there 
away. Although, see, the only game in town at the moment is centralization because it's corporatized, because it can incorporate big tech, because it can incorporate big pharma, because it can incorporate each nation's military, because it can, it has, it's got the game all but sewn up in the absence of a popular uprising, which cannot happen without a spiritual awakening. So the pathway that we have to offer, the um, alchemy that we have to conduct, the spell that must now be cast is one of reigniting the fires within the individual. And I love that call to adventure. And I love the pragmatism in, you know, start with these small things and do not despair. I, I suppose, in a sense, I'm offering you the question now of is the function of arc inherently connected to anti-gargantuanism? Is it connected to decentralization? And in that, Jordan Peterson, you great crusader for so many subjects and a chief among them in the eyes of the uninitiated and the willfully <laughs> ignorant would be the way that you've gone to war on subjects like gender identity. Would there be the inclusion of, yeah, if you want to run your culture that way democratically, then of course you must, as long as concomitant with that is the idea that there are people here who are living by a very different path and you don't seek to impose a, a transcendent and a, a coercive order above them and upon them. Does, huh? Frigidity. Rigidity. 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 Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, well, sir. Oh, okay, so can I say that any decentralization, yep. I just finished, any decentralization worthy of the name will include, will have to include the possibility for people living in extremely discreet ways, as we once might have done in a tribalized culture, where there'll be no reason to imagine that the tribes of Iceland would live in absolute ideological harmony with the tribes of Senegal or Japan, and true diversity would afford us that kind of uh, uniqueness of culture. Fucking this again. Um, so it, it could it could be argued that Russell is defending trans people here, but he's not. Mm. What what he's actually defending is uh, is libertarianism among his concept of tiny theocratic ethno states. He's uh -huh. saying, "Hey, I know you think these things, and I'm going to make no effort to change your views about trans people. But would you leave them alone if we were all living in our tiny separate communities?" Like he doesn't give a shit about how harmful Jordan Peterson's denial of the existence of trans people is. He just wants to say, "Ah." If we all lived how I say we should live, it wouldn't be a problem because you'd all be separate. Ha <laughs> ha! I fixed it, everyone. People in Senegal stay in Senegal. People in Japan stay in Japan, right? <laughs> I, j <laughs> Russell saying <sighs> to Jordan Peterson right now mm -hmm. that you, oh, your idea doesn't impose a top down. He made a pyramid with his hands. If you aren't watching, he did a little pyramid mm -hmm. like, oh, a top down authoritarian enforcement. What else is Jordan Peterson arguing? Like, that's yeah. what I was thinking, like through these several of these clips, like what does the unity you are pitching? First of all, how do we get there? And what does it look like in practice? I don't think that he's mm. thought about that for a minute, a single no. minute. No. And and also, Russell, what's the structure of your locals channel? Because I'm pretty sure it's not a circle. I think it's a pyramid, and I think you're at the top of it. <laughs> That's just... 
Beep. And you're enforcing uh, the walk. Yeah. Walk. Enforcing enforcing all of your yes, pushing. exactly. But, uh, like, exactly. But really like doing it, your fucking Bible readings on again, Monday, you prick. Russell yeah. just said the opposite thing mm-hmm. that Jordan Peterson has been saying and pitching and insisting on. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Oh, my God, girl. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so well, it's so, so he's like, oh, we, we need to we need to unify. We all need to come on monotheism and we all need to, you know, join together under the same religion. And, oh, and, have, and, we, have we all spontaneously unified under monotheistic Christianity so far? Has that worked uh, out? Right. Um, whereas Russell's kind of idea of it is like, yes, we do need to do that in our tiny little communities. You know, a tiny little, you know, 100 to 120 people. Um, and then we can all be under the same thing and have exactly the same views in exactly the same place and never leave our little thing. Though, also, I'm going to Bali. So, mm. so um, you know, I mean, the Balinese people should stay in Bali, but I'm also going to go to Bali with my uh-huh. 100 people. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Very it's interesting. Just, it's like a faucet. <laughs> That's completely yeah. of contradictions. It's just dumping <laughs> like <laughs> to contradiction on top of each other. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's contradictions in service of promoting Christianity. Um, I don't know or, how or anyone can listen Christian to this theocracies. and make sense of it. Honestly. <sighs> Like I don't, I don't know how this benefits anybody. Like I don't well, know. I think, I think when you've got two people like this using a lot of big words, referencing you know scientists and philosophers and that kind of thing, wrong. If you're not paying, yeah. if you're not paying close enough attention, it will come off as intelligent and and maybe even coherent at a push. But um, I've got to pay very close attention, and it still hmm. makes very little sense. Yeah. Just... Oh, it makes it makes way less sense upon close examination. That's the problem. We're it taking might... this chunk by chunk. If you just right, had right, a right. constant stream of these two guys talking at each other, it might then, be way yeah. more agreeable if I was also doing kind... the dishes. Yeah, like... yeah <laughs> okay. exactly. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It all just kind of goes into like a white noise. I, I had that I had that issue a couple of times when I was cutting clips. Yeah. I'd, I'd just I'd just I'd just be listening to the thing, kind of listening out for like uh, something that can Catches my ear or whatever, and I, I accidentally tune out. And I'm like, oh wait, shit, I, have I need to, to go back. Really I've, I've... <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that exact yeah. thing for my brain, and I yeah. just go, boo. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's like exactly. These especially... aren't words that make sense together. I don't think we can keep working on. Especially this when Jordan Peterson is talking, I it, it, it's it's a real because yeah, he really he really goes for it. It, it, it took me a while to work through this. <laughs> um, scrabble bag of ideas. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. In typical Jordan Peterson fashion, he doesn't actually answer the question or any of the ideas that Russell has put forward. He instead circles back. Opposite of what he said. Well, this is it. So he circles back to his bullshit about unity. Well, there, the, one of the advantages to the leftist insistence on diversity is that with oh, true diversity we? comes a range of unexpected solutions to unexpected problems, right? We don't know what the future will throw at us. If we're on the right track now and we're all busily beetling down that pathway and something entirely unexpected comes along, unless we have diversity within us, we won't have any answers to unforeseen problems. And so the notion of diversity as a a source of resilience, let's say, is, is accurate. It's no different than respect for a plurality of, of thought, let's say, an approach. But it begs the question, which is, 
well, what's the source that unifies that diversity? Because disunified diversity is conflict, anxiety, and hopelessness. So the, how do you take advantage of diversity while maintaining the utility of unity? And, and then on the unity side, well, you don't want rigid unity because it's too fragile and brittle. Okay, so this problem is actually addressed in the book of Exodus. So uh, the okay. existential problem that the Israeli Israelites are grappling with is, well, they're escaped, they're escaped from tyranny, and they don't want the tyrant, so they don't want the enforced unity of the authoritarian state, and they don't want the habits of slaves, because being subjugated to tyranny has turned them into directionless slaves, which is why they're lost in the desert, right? They don't know where to go. And they keep trying to turn Moses into a pharaoh. And, and then there's a vision of proper governance that emerges, which the analysis of which has been core to Catholic so social doctrine for hundreds of years, and which actually constitutes the central aspect of a necessary conservatism. And it's the principle of subsidiarity. So the idea is that the proper alternative to tyranny and slavery. So you imagine a too rigid unity at the top and a too fractionated plurality at the bottom. Okay, that's a bad state. That's a bad state. You stole food off my plate again. Bad state. Um, this guy can't go two minutes without bringing up the fucking Bible. Like, it's absurd. And it has led me to wonder in this specific instance whether his notion of the state replacing religion comes from this biblical story of the Jews wandering the desert and trying to make Moses into a pharaoh. Like, if they're like, well, this whole system's gone, so we need to fill this other one because we oh, need to fill the void somehow. I, I, I really do wonder if that's, if that's just where he gets all of his fucking ideas. Is just oh this this comes from Genesis this was from Exodus this this all happened the you ideas know? are also wrong like he yeah oh they're attributing yeah. like other causes to God punishing those people like that's like yeah there yeah. aren't yeah. other extraneous causes like he's he's, he's kind like, of um, invoking the God of the Old Testament is like mm. is is I think a a, a poor choice if you want to make yeah. sense. And like to yeah. support your argument, like I just, I, but yeah, I, and, and, and I think like, it's because I, if he just mentioned movies, he would obviously sound stupid. Like that's people would see yeah. through that. So if you call it the Bible, then there's kind of like this like unearned gravitas to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 either the Bible or it's a science or it's a philosophy. That's that's uh, that's that's where he's going, and and like the, but not specific the, enough to point it out. Like you can't like not he's generally. not citing anything specific enough to really. No, no, he's, he's not being like oh in in this passage in this thing is he? You know, it, it's um. He's invoking it's also, a vibe. It's, not well, referencing yeah, we, knowledge. We, we are we are in a vibes based uh, economy, uh, um, and 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 like I, I I I don't know I, I um the, there's also the aspect that that all of this all of these things are subject to his interpretation, which as we've established is wildly fucking far yeah. away from everyone else's interpretation. It's gonna have to be because it's not <laughs> consistent. Like he doesn't yeah, well, have yeah. a unifying mm. consistent like point of view or narrative even like it's so nope. just he's a little little dinghy out out to sea being tossed hither and thither you know like i, I 
I'd love he's to follow it. He's tossing himself hither and thither. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, right. he's just, he's hurling himself around the dinghy. Going, My God, what's happening? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's just, that's just how he's doing it. Yeah. Like, all right, I guess that's a way to live. Um, yeah. So, so what, what he's saying here is, is there's a system of unity at the top among the state and a sort of fractured disunity for everyone below who is not part of the state. I would say that he is partially correct in that it's not the state that it's that are at the top, it's billionaires, right? Billionaires coming together every year, meeting up and deciding the various ways in which they will control our lives in one form or another. This is a thing that happens. But no, it's not capitalism that's the problem. It's the state and the lack of religion. And the only way to fix it is God, specifically the Christian God, and also giving me money. Um, attend my conference. Do, do Pay for one of my courses. Do, uh, nothing wrong with the billionaires. They're fine. They're fine. Oh, no, like, I mean, if you call them globalists, like, if you know, if you if you make them into, like, a boogeyman, and then occasionally... Well, complain about it but not actually attribute any of the real problems imposed by capitalism like it's just well it's it's, it's, a weird dance it's it's interesting because even when kind of decrying them as globalists it will only ever be specific billionaires Uh, usually usually with some kind of specific heritage or or another um or yeah bill gates yeah yeah yeah, klaus schwab right you know that's the you know the 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 traditional um the fucking rockefellers or whatever um you know there there's all of that you know it it won't be the oh they're like not even at all billionaires for a long time the rockefellers (laughs) yes yes exactly Rothschilds. yeah yeah yes yeah absolutely um so you know the, the the it will it will only ever be those specific ones never mind the rest of the billionaires that are also beating up and doing all of this uh, heinous right. shit. You know, never mind fucking Rupert Murdoch or whoever else, right? Um, we're not going to. We're not going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole separate nope, episode. Nope, um, nope, nope. I, honestly, yeah, it's uh, kind of fun at this point in a whack-a-mole kind of way to see what he's going to come up with next. Like it's kind of R- fun. Rupert Murdoch, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Jordan yeah. Peterson, like, the, oh, right, uh, like right. whatever the next clip is. I'm sure it's fucking off the wall. It's just like this has been an exercise in like what the fuck can pop up this time because <laughs> they're so well, like disparate as ideas. Like, yeah. Well, well, well. Next, he he tells Compared on himself a little bit. Episodes, this is a hoot. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. He, uh, he he tells on himself a little bit more, and 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 he he waves around quite a lot. The thing about a king is because he's a symbol of unified aristocracy. If you lack purpose and nobility in your own life, that false nobility of tyrannical unity will beckon to you. But you can er- eradicate that by being an aristocrat within the confines of your own life. It's like, look, man, if you took your marriage seriously, that would be enough to occupy you. Whoa. And it's certainly the case with Whoa. your children and with your own spiritual well-being, for that matter. It's like, what, you don't have enough to do? You want to tell other people what to do? Jesus, man, <laughs> haven't you got enough problems of your own? That's what you do. That's literally because, all of course, he does. Like, not only then do we cast out the shadow, as in the Schmittian dialectic of othering, we also cast out the light. 
affording others these positions of sovereignty that would be better held in the consciousness of an elevated self. I was struck with your last shamanic proclamation uh, by the amount of hand gestures you used there that <laughs> indicated a kind of, uh, I wouldn't say unconscious, but integrated awareness of the geometric connotations. You know, crucifixes were made, triangles were made, squares were made, and indeed isn't ge geometry the rational approach to <laughs> symbology. And once again, we can see how rationalism and post-enlightenment thought has abandoned its pair, its partner. Jung's obvious defining, perhaps, interest in symbolism, that there is that which can never be said, that which cannot be measured with the measure in mind, but can be felt intuitively with the belly. Geometry is the rational approach to symbology, and rationalism has abandoned its partner, which I think he's trying to say spirituality. Uh, it's all bullshit, of course, but I do want to give him credit for managing to pivot, right, from a guy waving and gesticulating to somehow shitting on secularism again. Like, that was an A-plus pivot I did not see coming, even if it is, in fact, complete bollocks. Uh, well, of course... Peterson nodded along through all of that as though Russell was saying something profound. <laughs> First of all, I'm not going to come for anybody. There were squares that were made, Lauren. There were squares that were made, right? <laughs> there are so many shapes. Let's name them all. How about that? Uh, uh, no, I I mean... Uh, big fish, little fish, cardboard box. Big fish, little fish, cardboard box. This right, is a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, dumb, you know, I, dude. I don't it's know. It's incredibly I mean, like, dumb. It's incredibly dumb. And I nearly didn't include that clip, but I was like, it's just too stupid. I have to include this. <laughs> I don't. How embarrassing. Oh, God. Well, we're going to start a revolution. Look at the shapes he made with his hands. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. So here's the thing. I'm not going to come for anybody gesticulating wildly or hand talking. No, 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 no. It's That'd fine. be That's wrong fine. for me to do. Go for it. Lots but of people do it, myself like included. Shamanic. Get <laughs> fucking out of here. <laughs> that he was channeling his ideas. You made pyramids, the crucifix, you made a square. I did not consent to watching uh, two dudes suck each other off today. That was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Because if I'm really going to do that, do. I wouldn't pick these two. Oh. I'll tell you that right now. Like, I, no, just, no, you are not wrong. There are far more that was so and interesting. Just... Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, okay. boy. All right. Um, so we, we've heard uh, Peterson's thoughts on communism, and he elaborates a little bit more in the next clip. You can tell they're Doesn't, tired. At some point, the suggestion that there is a sublime realm, <laughs> that there is a unitary force that we are participants in, that we can access and can use as a principle if we are not trapped and ensnared in the many levels of hell that might hedonically or materially suggest themselves, for surely they will come through material channels. Then unitary behavior, such as kindness, such as service, such as a social organization, suggest themselves. I'm also struck that at some point you said, redistribution of responsibility that suggested a kind of spiritual right. communism <laughs> the, the, the radical redistribution yeah. no, that's of very funny. not material, <laughs> not material. Yeah, yeah. let's not redistribute material. the responsibility well absolutely that would be way better than distributing the wealth 
It's a way better Fuck model because off. the problem with redistributing <laughs> the wealth is you have to steal the you wealth. You have less. And then you distribute it to the psychopaths. You have to and steal then the, the wealth. people you're distributing it to aren't psychopaths. You make them dependent and you destroy the adventure of their life by making the state the benevolent paternal, like the all benevolent combination of mother and father under whose wings you're currently you know, permanently suffocating, not sheltered, but suffocating. Mm. It's like, well, why shouldn't you have a basic mm. um, guaranteed income, let's say? Well, how about because you'll pay for that, buddy. You think you're going to get that we for are. free? You're a fool. You're not going to get that for free. <laughs> there will be strings attached, and many of them. Like one of the immediate strings would be, like well, Pinocchio. I don't think you should spend your money on that. <laughs> and you can see that with a digital currency instantly. It's like, well, you'll get your basic income, but you'll get to have one flight every three years and three articles of clothing a year. And there's a lot of things you really shouldn't be allowed to eat. And, you know, maybe you have to wash your laundry once a month because that's plenty for someone like you, et cetera, et cetera. If you think you're going to get the largesse of a utopian state without all those strings attached, you are one deluded fool. <laughs> so I see a <clears throat> deluded fool right now. <laughs> I can see it. That was that was so. like that was Olympic level make 'em ups. That oh, was yeah. like the leaps. Oh yeah. I mean, that's for, we for can a start. To, for to, a start, the, oh. the 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 concept that communism would would first have to steal the you know steal the the billionaires' money and everything. It's like, well, no, it's not stealing when when they didn't earn that. Because they didn't earn that, uh -huh. because capitalism is an exploitative system inherently. Um, that money is off the backs of all of the other people and below they're, them they're who stealing. earned that. They're the ones yeah. that are taking yeah. it. And they are dragons it. hoarding gold. Oh. That is what they are. Um, the bad but, guys uh, in the stories, yeah. by the way. But uh, curiously, the, cool. the, the wealthy guy doesn't see it that way. I wonder no why. No shit. <laughs> But it um it does occur to me that there are several concepts here that Jordan Peterson fundamentally does not understand. Oh my what? god, so much. <laughs> but also I think being intentional like this is this is a masterclass in nothing else but being intentionally obtuse. Like yeah. obviously oh, like yeah. just talking oh, yeah. miles around a point that is so incredibly simple. I, well, yeah, and and just kind of taking it to that extreme as well. Uh, so, so obviously, one of the ideas that he doesn't get is stealing is from billionaires and giving it to psychopaths. Um, Th that's like yeah. a. I mean, <laughs> you I, become a psychopath if you get universal basic income, Lauren. You will become a psychopath. Oh a yeah, psychopath that's who, the result of all the programs that it, all the handful of programs that have been put in place for universal basic income. Well, this yeah, is, that's exactly this right. That's what's it. happened. Yeah, so he he doesn't he doesn't understand universal basic income and how it can work and operate, and he Not doesn't understand uh, taxes specifically no. taxing the rich or how taxes work in, for instance, countries like Denmark or Sweden or Norway. I know you might know something about those. Um, yes, taxes are much higher than we are used to, like over here or in the states, but those countries have a way higher standard of living than we do across the board because of it. Um, oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. The idea is nobody nobody's left behind, right? Um it's the same principle with with uh, universal basic income, right? No nobody is saying that UBI is all a person should live on in most conceptions it's supplementary but even taken to the point where a person could live on their UBI every month 
um, consistently and, you know, afford all the little things, you know, that, that people require to live. Um, most people actually do want to do things with their lives. They want to be productive members of society and create and produce work of some kind. This has been proven in study after study. It's not a case of, oh, you'll all just be beholden to the will of the state, which will somehow then also have control over your bank account and spending choices, as though that's not a fucking massive leap to have made. Guess what controls your spending choices? Fucking being poor. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. UBI that has been instituted across the board, uh, employment goes up like drastically. Yeah. Because, and also, like, and housing goes up drastically. Like, yes. people get better jobs, get jobs, get better jobs, have yeah. access to more jobs and work. Yeah. That is one yeah. of the biggest most like obvious immediate benefits even in a couple of months yeah it's so yeah <sighs> Pe people have access like the, the the people who are who are really struggling suddenly have access to i don't know transport options yep. thing you know housing like, housing food stability food. yeah food. they might have access to to better healthier food you know they might be able to afford vegetables rather than a like, safe fucking... place to sleep at night every night right it, heating heating they yeah. might be able to afford to heat their home maybe you know it's it's, it's, just, it's yeah uh, like again this is I, I said it at the beginning so intellectual cruel. intellectual dishonesty right yeah. this is this is exactly where he's coming from it's exactly the position he's taking um it's it's just complete fucking horseshit and he knows it he knows that he knows that this is bollocks you know what? i don't know if he does I honestly, really? I don't, I don't really? think, I think he's maybe a goldfish person. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Like he just, whatever okay. thought is in his mind in the moment is what is correct. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a potential there. And there, there is a potential that he truly does believe that universal basic income would somehow lead to everyone who was on it becoming psychopaths. It leads to him I having less having less money or not having more than other people that's his problem with it point blank period. yeah oh yeah oh yeah no there, there there are there are so many things that will be wrapped up in 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 his problems with it not not least of all being like yeah i have i have lots of money i don't want other people to have lots of money i i and i don't want you to take my money and give it to those poor people no 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 this is my money thank you very much and also you know they haven't earned that i've earned my money <laughs> by lying to people repeatedly over the internet but i've earned that money again in a system of capitalism that is inherently exploitative by nature but anyway oh we have one final clip here from this interview Jordan, thank you as always for being so generous with your time and the almost limitless breadth of your thought, which I understand now better than before since you told me about the manner in which you studied. And I, I can see how important that is to a kind of a fractal version of reality and indeed discourse. And the, the impact that you've made with that is, you know, speaks for, its, speaks for itself and is also shouted down pretty efficiently as well in some quarters. Thanks for joining us, Doctor. <laughs> Hey, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Russell, and I'm looking forward to when we speak again. Yeah, I want to see you in the current. Uh, hopefully, uh, like we'll get we'll get together when you're over, even if it is in some yep. clandestine vestibule with me in a, some kind of uh, shroud. Cloak, hijab, 
<laughs> maybe not that. No. Maybe not. Perhaps I'll cross-dress. <laughs> yeah. All right, Russell. Hilarious. Good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Give my love to Tammy and thank you once again. Thank you. That's his wife. Yeah. Yeah. You can visit arcforum.com to find out more about what Jordan Peterson's doing here in the UK at the moment. Here's the fucking news. Good news! There's not going to be a nuclear war because Putin will never use nuclear weapons. How do I know? Because Joe Biden told me so. Do you feel reassured? Do you? Do you feel reassured? <laughs> <laughs> surprise um i didn't edit it that way it was just it was just edited in there in the most jarring way possible an editorial just thrown in there right at the end wow um yeah we we are we we're, we're not we're not getting into the bullshit oh thank god oh. yeah yeah no, 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 don't worry don't worry i haven't also gone through a whole editorial just for this i was like nah i did i did look at it it's all bullshit yet again yeah. and it's mostly just a shit flinging exercise at joe biden um shocker um and with, with another fucking article from jacobin wonderful um anyway to uh <laughs> yeah to uh to back us up a bit it occurred to me I hadn't explained what this ARC thing they kept talking about was or why Jordan Peterson was in the UK. So, ARC stands for the Alliance for Responsible Citizenship. And to a degree, it feels like Russell isn't the only one starting a cult. I'm going to read from the ARC website that Russell invited me to go and take a look at. Quote, the Alliance for Responsible Citizenship, ARC, is an international community with a vision for a better world where every citizen can prosper, contribute, and flourish. We are inviting you to join us in developing a better narrative in response to life's most fundamental social, economic, philosophical, and cultural questions. We reject the inevitability of decline and instead are seeking solutions which draw on humanity's highest virtues and extraordinary capacity for innovation and ingenuity. Life has improved dramatically over the past few centuries. We live longer, are increasingly well-educated, and enjoy unparalleled access to fresh water, food, energy, and resources. While many problems remain, it is important not to understate the magnitude of this accomplishment. Despite these long-running upward trends, we are at a defining moment in our societies. Growth, at least in the West, has stagnated, and there is a growing skepticism and anxiety about the sustainability of human development. The shared stories and values which once provided unity are contested, culture is more polarized and fragmented than ever, and there is a sense of fragility and crisis which pervades everything from the basics of individual identity to the heart of our democratic structures. With this as the backdrop, ARC has drawn together a unique alliance from around the world, covering politics, business, the arts, and culture. Our ambition is to draw on our moral, cultural, economic, and spiritual foundations to imagine a future where empowered citizens take responsibility and work together to bring flourishing and prosperity to their homes, communities, and beyond. We are citizens from around the world, but each of us recognizes that our societies are at a turning point. The time to develop a better story is now, and we invite you to join us in building this vision together. Unquote. What's the impression you get of that? Bullshit! 
Absolute <laughs> utter corporate speak bullshit. A little bit vague, isn't it? A little bit vague. Just uh, hmm. There's other things. There are problems. So um, I mean, it's very like. Well, I'm an Anne Rand, a, a goofy ass Anne Rand fan, and mm-hmm. I've uh, like if you told AI to, to like. And Rand corporate speak and go like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so so Ark held a conference at the O2 Arena in London across three dates, and they were sold out. Um, and I think I think that's, that's like amazing. fifteen fifteen thousand. I think something like that, twenty thousand maybe. Um, the uh, the founders of it, the founders of Ark, are Jordan Peterson, uh, obviously Baroness Stroud, a British Tory politician and Tory think tank person, wonderful, and John Anderson, former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, who is also right wing, obviously. Um, among the advisory board of Ark, there is Representative Dan Crenshaw. Michael Schellenberger, Senator Mike Lee, newly minted speaker Mike Johnson. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Miriam (laughs) Cates, the transphobic piece of shit MP over here. Tony Abbott, former Australian Prime Minister and all-round piece of shit. Mm -mm. Um, And Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm -mm. Uh, There's dozens more. Among them are prominent members of what's known as the Legatum Group, who own more than 40% of GB News, that shitty British Fox News thing that Neil Oliver is a presenter of. Uh, There is also Paul Marshall, who is the CIO of Marshall Waste LLP, founder of Unheard Media, which is a Tory shitrag site, and he owns the other majority share in GB News, amounting to another 40-something percent equal to Legatum's. Basically, we should all be worried about this. Powerful, rich, right-wing shitheads are coming together to do something, and that has only ever worked to the detriment of us as a species. I am concerned. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're are they organizing a community where they all want to live in the same place? No, okay. they are. They are, however, it's on just an tour. organization. Okay. They're on uh, tour, which yeah, yeah, is yeah. weird. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, they're they're doing dates in Dublin. I think they were going to Barcelona. Well, I think. there's a bunch I, of people uh, that have independently figured out that you can make money from speaking gigs, so they're just going to do it together. <laughs> They're just maybe, maybe charging their their revenue stream. Maybe um, it, I I find which can it, be very bad. Like that can absolutely be detrimental on a, on like you know that's. I find it concerning that the people who are financing and behind GB News are involved in this because they're they're not oh, yeah. in front of the camera. People they're 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 not. Um, they're not speakers. They're they're funders. They're the they're the people who profit from the bullshit. They're um the those those ones specifically, um, Paul Marshall especially, you know, prominent Brexiteers, right? You know, just um right wing propagandists basically who 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 make as much money as they can off of um right wing bullshit. Um so it, it it concerns me that they are funding that. Um and I I I get the feeling that Ark is going to present some kind of danger um, in the in the near future. Again, if if they're funding GB News, I'm willing to bet they're funding this. Um, you know, especially with so many members of the Legatum Group on the advisory board. There are like there are like forty members total. I think it was it was a long fucking list. Um, I guess I'm just curious as to what they're actually organizing to like what is their goal what is their if they're stating goals very vague very vague i mean they they only they only formed in june 
um, of this year. Okay. Um, you you would think they would form around an idea of some kind, but yeah, well, there, the there's idea nothing. Is just stealing like the idea is just like mm. making money making more money and then amassing money and power i guess i mean yeah i don't know it's it's something it's something to keep an eye on i think yeah um, i agree you know I it's, agree. it's i'm uh, curious to see what the actual like what it what it's shaping up to be and like what what their like what their voice collectively yeah it's like. um it, it it came along kind of uh fairly late in my workflow so i i haven't um i haven't been able to dedicate too much time to it um but it's definitely definitely something where i'm, I'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to investigate some of this uh whatever content that's out there because i mean the parts are bad like i completely yeah, agree yeah, the, the parts yeah. are alarming all, all of, at least a couple of, it, of like um, profound corporate thieves are like in that list that i yeah. can pick out just off the bat so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All, all, okay. all of it to me spells trouble um and it's just in, in exactly what kind of form it takes i don't know I, with these people behind it and these these kinds of people being the speakers i'm i'm I don't know. My my guess is it's gonna you know it, it'll be GB News adjacent. You know it, it'll be yeah right wing shithead communications. I mean right? I don't um, think that they're gonna say that's my like, guess. I yeah I think they're just gonna say the same shit they always say like what yeah I maybe mean, maybe maybe um, organizing yeah. in a way to more effectively extract money seems like yeah the and, thing and, now uh, but and insinuate I think their ideas right. even yeah. more i don't think i can Which make any i mean i don't know if we can make any calls yet unless they state a purpose of some kind you know yeah and it's all it's all currently very there. still very vague yeah no it, it, it's yeah but uh yeah i'm concerned i'm concerned anyway that's why that's why jordan was was over here he was here to do that which um wonderful i guess Money. Great. Money, 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 money. Yeah, um, okay, that's going to be in my head forever. Okay. Yeah. So I think the thing, like the one thing I need to say about this Jordan Peterson fucking bullshit, mm. and listen, also obviously I'm biased because uh, I've listened to the guy talk a fair amount. I have mm -hmm. already, I, I have come in with the conclusion, and it has been confirmed yet again mm -hmm. um, from the evidence. Um, because he's just a again, guy. I my 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 like. Again, and until until other than having to deal with him on Russell, I've I've like I've pretty much not had to deal with him because I specifically avoided him because I, I knew that he was a piece of shit and that I wouldn't like any of it. Um, and and uh, and and so yeah, you possibly have more experience of Jordan Peterson as a whole than I do. I would say this is he is wildly inconsistent, but his behavior is incredibly consistent. That is <laughs> all the fuck over the place. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the thing is, is like whenever I was younger and for a long time when I was younger, and again, I say that I'm a, like, I, I, you know, being a non-binary person, but experiencing life as a woman in the world and being treated like a woman every day, regardless mm -hmm. of how I feel, um, especially, but not limited to um, just as my experience, as I know it. Um, being told you don't you just don't get it when something doesn't make sense mm. i think you're so used to not understanding and not having the full picture and also being told when you ask questions like wait a second i don't think this totally jives and doesn't make sense like well you're too young to understand you don't know enough yet and as i've gotten older and smarter 
and had more experience in life, these motherfuckers are the ones that are they they are guys who sound smart to dumb guys. And it's entirely an exercise in just in in sounding smart, being confounding, using five dollar words and saying nothing. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense when you're young, when you're a kid, when you're less educated, because it fucking doesn't make sense. (laughs) And they put it on you. Like, it's your problem that, oh, you just don't get it. And especially, like, having to revisit a lot of, like, post, you know, 9-11 kind of, like, rehashing of recent history um, for those of us that went through it and watched the whole thing go down and how, like, um, collectively there was this notion of, like, wait, whoa, 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 what? Can you explain yourself? And government, TM. Being like, oh, it's too complicated. You just don't get it. You need to quit asking questions because I I would tell you, you wouldn't even understand the answer. Mm. And then, oh, well, as an adult and informed and like I know about, like I have more access to information and more access to the news, even as it was reported at the time. Like, oh, y'all were just lying and bullshitting to get what you wanted. So that's what I hear. And yeah. I, I implore listeners, viewers, do not let people like this convince you that you're too stupid. If they can't explain something in a coherent and more sensical way, like if they're complicating by their explanation, they don't get it. Yeah. They yeah. don't understand what they're talking about. Like you don't take a simple idea and then com- complexify to, like the only reason you do that is because you love hearing yourself talk and people yeah, think yeah. that they're smart because they can listen to you and then you kind love hearing of just, yourself talk or you don't understand it or like yeah that they're, they're, they're yeah it's a manipulation a tactic it's an emotional appeal to, it's mm. like oh well i'm very smart so if you're nodding along and you're like you're following and you're you know, inserting your own preconceived notions and the other things I've trained you to believe, well, then you're smart too. And just, and when you talk to people about these ideas that I've explained to you because I'm the smartest and then people push back at you or don't understand when you start talking and they just glaze over because it's a mystery as to what your point is. Oh, well, that's their problem, not your problem. Because you're mm-hmm. learning from the smartest guy in the world that said, clean your room. And that's brilliant advice that fixes everything, except also all this other. I don't know. It's like. I, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's there's something to the idea as well, I think, of, of you know, the, these people being um, an idiot's idea of, of what a smart person yeah. looks like, you know, and, and, and that's that's something that the world has been suffering with for a little while. Um, it's certainly that was certainly kind of the impression around Boris Johnson for a long time. Um, is is that everyone kind of thought, oh, because he uses big words and references, you know, historical things from you know three thousand years ago, um, and makes the makes these obscure fucking comparisons and references. Oh, he must be the the brightest man on the planet. Um, and it's like, well, no, in many ways he's a complete fucking buffoon. Um, in many ways, he's also an insidious little shit. So you know, the they, thing they, is, is yeah. you can memorize as much bullshit from history or whatever that you want, yes. but memorization <laughs> is not learning. 
Like, no, if you've no, no, no. learned a concept and you understand it, then you've learned a thing. If you just repeat yeah. something that you learned verbatim, that you could understand it or not. Who's to say? Yeah, I mean, the, this, this is one of my... And if you string enough of those ideas together, you just sound smart, but understand nothing. One of my problems with the education system in general. Um, it, it is very possible that Jordan Peterson got his... Uh, Doctorate by doing exactly that, by just repeating, repeating the right things at the right time. You know, it's it's definitely possible. It's definitely. I mean, it can get people very far because it's also oh, intimidating. Yeah. Because like a lot of people don't have the wherewithal, don't have the recall to that. Mm. But also, it's not real. Mm. You you when you would look into the ideas he was putting forward as attributed to someone else that he was integrating into his ideas oh it actually was completely fucking wrong and he just made yeah, shit yeah. up because serious like the straw man of the straw man of the straw man of the straw man like the 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 matryoshka doll of straw men that he made every clip was mm -hmm. nuts yeah yeah and 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 just just his his lack of understanding is is pretty fascinating and it's it's why i compared him to rfk jr you know it's, it's, it's because with rfk jr you know everything he said was just completely made up just just completely it was just like oh and then this thing happened in the 60s no it didn't you're just saying it did that that that's that's not the same as that actually happening, and no, there is a bit of that yeah, with with yeah, with Jordan yeah. Peterson. Um, you know, they it's, don't it's put just he ideas together to build off each other. It's all just disparate pieces. Like it's all just, yeah. it's just, yeah. it's it's alphabet soup. Yeah, it, it, it's right. Here's this thing, and then there's, there's also this thing that yeah, happens. If it and this spells thing a too. word, that's a coincidence. It's not by design. You know what I mean? It's all just in a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get the the rare moments uh, where the actual human being kind of peeks through and says, yeah, the I want to fuck the human. Swedish bikini team. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, well, that's, that's a show, everyone. Uh, we, yeah, I, I warned that we might have to deal with Jordan Peterson, and we did. Um, we, it was we way had less to painful than I thought, to be frank. And I yeah, think you probably yeah, saved yeah, us from it, the it Christian Zionism that <laughs> would have been yeah, painful. Yeah, yeah there, there were bits of it that were way more boring and slow as well. Um, good God, he's just not I bet. good at talking. Jesus Christ. For oh, a guy who gets paid to talk, he's really bad I at it. I think he's amazing uh, at talking. As in talking, being making mouth noise. Yeah, I mean, you can say making words. Sense. You can say Ooh. words. Yeah, communicating. However, communicating. <laughs> different question. Bad. Different talking, question. Jibber jabber. Great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aces. Oh, yes. Um, if you would like to support us in what we do, please head to patreon.com slash onbrand. We will be very, very grateful um, for any kind of thing you can throw at us. And you can enjoy off-brand and all the shit that we talk about there. Um, and I'll be working want... on some stuff, some more <gasps> patron content that will be coming up. Patron content. Wow. I've got all kinds of new surprises Fuck. coming down the pike. Basically. Oh, shit. And I'm oh, telling shit. you, none. Suck it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we, 
Maybe next time we should tease this up top, probably. <laughs> no, we uh, That's fine. Yeah, we were. It's fine. Um, if you Teased. would like Check. to, if you would like to get in touch, please send us an email. It's theonbrandpod at gmail.com. We will respond eventually. Uh, ugh, that reminds me. Rob, I keep, I, I, I need to respond to your email, um, is what I okay. need to do. I okay. know you're there, Rob. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, 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 the, the Rob, the, yeah, the, the, the deserves, deserves the attention. Um, we will get to you. Um, Facebook, we have a group there now. Uh, yeah. it's on Brand Awakening Wonders. Come and join. Some lovely people have introduced themselves. I need to, uh, I need to interact a little bit more, but um, but it's it's fairly active so far. I started People a post uh, reply about five days ago. Totally forgot, and then nice. got busy. Nice, but good. I'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the the eternal motto of this podcast is we will get there. <laughs> um, uh, there we is have, a like, so much other stuff to do. We uh, probably shouldn't do a podcast. <laughs> life right now specifically like really is tough. a challenge. <laughs> Um, yeah. but hey, fuck it, we're yeah. here. Um, Reddit, yes, yeah, subreddit. Uh, it's on brand underscore pod. Some wonderful people there doing cool things and talking about stuff. Go and yeah. go and join if you're a Reddit person. Go say hi. Uh, socials. We're at the on brand pod at most places, most things, most mute. Um, and uh, except for Twitter, and just look for the logo, you'll find us. Um, and everywhere else, I am at Alworth official, and Lauren is at made.by.lauren.b. Um, and yeah. That's us. I think Lauren has a plug. I do. So if you're in the Chicago area, and I do say the Chicago area because it's very accessible from all the highways, way more than you think. Um, so Grabadalanya is like a print fair weekend situation, um, culminating in a vendor fair and live printing at the National Museum of Mexican Art. Uh, which is a rad place to be. It's also free all the time. If you ever still jealous, have the still occasion to go, to go, it's extremely cool. You should be. Um, I want Sunday, that, and I want some tamales. God I damn know, it. I know. Um, I get it. Uh, so Sunday, mm. November nineteenth, from ten a.m. to four p.m. at the National Museum of Mexican Art, we will be there, slinging prints and all that kind of stuff. Um, and some more events coming up too. Uh, if y'all are in the area, but Gravitalani is just like the coolest. Um, Instituto Grafico Chicago always puts it on every year and it's really, Woo. really fun. Please Woo. come out. I would love to meet a person I already didn't kind of harangue into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As Go a along. friend and harangue cool. into listening, I'd like to meet a, a listener in the wild. That'd be really, really cool. So, uh, oh, and it's free. It's free yeah. and there's like interactive stuff. Bring the kids, family friendly. It's like yeah, absolutely. pretty fucking rad. So I, I know we have listeners be. that can make it to this thing. Go on, good folks. If you can, please do I the thing. I would love to see you. I'm bigger Lauren needs in to meet, meet some of you in the wild. <laughs> I've already had the joy. I've already had the joy at QED of meeting listeners in the wild. And I was... I was not expecting it, so I was very surprised, but also overwhelmingly pleased. So, you know, it was it was it was great. Um, but yeah, weird, but great. Um and I I want Lauren to face that same experience of like, this is strange. <laughs> It'll be great. We have with I, permission. I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, it'd be yeah, great we to do. see you. Super cool. Yeah. And, yeah, and like I said, there's more stuff coming down the pike, and we will let you know as hell we yeah. can. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted. There is good stuff. There is real good stuff coming. All right, everybody. Um, ba -ba -da -ba. We will see you next week. Um, I have some inkling of what's coming next week, but uh, I'm going to keep.
keep that little secret to myself. And uh, those are the rules. So those are those are the rules. I'm not going to tell you, am I? Uh, you can't know. Um, I could Heaven tell the audience, bad. but I'm not gonna. We got it. We'll see. We'll see you next week, everybody. Yeah, we, we survived do. We, our first Jordan Peterson excursion. We hopefully, did it our only one. But he does keep coming on the show, and Brand is friends with him. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know. I hope we don't have to deal with him again. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Love you, everybody. Have Thank a you for Jordan Peter- Peterson-less weekend. Have a great time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Yeah. Other than this podcast, please try and avoid any any. Yes, of that, from here please. on, I'm saying you've yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. No you, more. You've had as much Jordan Peterson as you probably ever need or wanted. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.